0: Blog Talk Radio. Oh. <laughs>
1: To the Tuesday, November 20th edition of Alternative Wrestling Radio uh, This episode is brought to you by our sponsors uh, Actually it would be the Zombie Podcast Network to start off As well as our sponsors at brownbutterwrestling.com And Joseph DeFalco Third Studios at facebook.com Backslash JD3Studios um, Yeah, we've uh, we've got an exciting show lined up uh this episode will focus on Gold Rush Pro Wrestling and the APW Gold Rush Boot Camp um, at the gold mine in Pacifica. So uh we'll be focusing on that pretty much all night. Uh before we patch in uh my co host and, and uh, first guest, um a couple of our of our friends, uh friends of the show haven't gotten uh injured and have gone under the knife recently and you know, they're uh they're uh, on that road to recovery. And, you know, nothing makes you feel better than selling a T-shirt. So uh, let's help out Mr. Douglas James at tinyurl.com backslash helpoutdj. Buy a shirt. It'll make uh, DJ feel better. Uh, Also, up there in Reno, Mr. Adam Thornstone, one half of the Reno scum. Uh, He's gone under the knife, too. And, you know, we are thinking of you, Adam, and uh, DJ. So let's help out Adam there. It'll be tinyurl.com. Backslash Help Adam O-I-O-I. So it would be Help Adam O-I-O-I. Yeah, those that are listening to the live stream, if you feel like calling in to uh, speak with any of our guests or you have any questions for the hosts or whatnot, that would be area code 323-417-6798. And let's patch in my co-host for the evening, the man and the legend behind the Dirfcast. Mr. Fred Lazarus, how are we doing today, Freddy?
2: Box of Fluffy Ducks, can you hear me? Is the connection good? Do your ears work? Do you have your coffee?
1: I do. I have my coffee, I have my two, my, my two bottles of water, I have Oreo sitting on the couch behind me, and the Crazy Dog Peanut is upstairs with her mom, and Jess is Thank upstairs you. making the world's largest largest order of French onion dip. Now my family <laughs> requests this French onion dip. It is so good. Fred, you're gonna you're gonna flip when you eat it on Thursday. You're gonna oh you're gonna yes I am, to and I'm
2: gonna have you guys on uh, Thanksgiving. I'm excited about this show. I'm personally connected to the gold mine for reasons that aren't known yet. But uh, our guests are lined up, and our last guest of the night, Sparky, is on, and I'm excited. I'm just excited. What's going on tonight? Oh my god! Let, you know, let's let's get it started. Um I'd like to welcome to the show the man
1: that is quite that has taken California by storm. Uh, he's gotten over with me. He's gotten over with pretty much anybody that he performs in front of. The Filipino Dream, Mister Johnny Dynamo. Johnny, welcome to the show. How are you doing tonight, bro? Hello, hello, hello everyone. Are we, are we on?
2: Yes, and and Matt uh, kind of disrespected you by not introducing you as the current what, Matt? Ah, yes, the no, current no, platinum that, that... division. <laughs>
1: Platinum <laughs> Division champion.
3: <laughs> I don't right. know. I was
1: confused. <laughs> oh
3: man! <laughs> yeah,
2: it'll, it'll air in a couple of weeks. So
1: yeah, there yes. you go. Hey, I'm not confused.
2: Or... I welcome champions on shows I co-host. Congratulations, oh. and it was a hard victory.
1: Rookie move. Oh. oh, horrible, 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 horrible! Now, John, um are sure a roll. That um. This year you're blowing up, and I mean it's it's not like you're a rookie. I mean you've been at this for oh, I'm going to take a shot in the dark about six years. Yeah, gosh,
3: I nailed it. I did start August of uh, 2012, and yeah, and then I debuted in 2013. So I'm enjoying
1: my five years as a pro. Yeah, now you, you you trained with. Um, with world renowned performer Oliver John. Um Ah uh, the man. Yep. Oh yes. You yes. know I I just I wish that, that I could give Oliver John just a very large large paycheck. He he never really got that big payoff. But he deserved it. Um one of the great great hands, I mean he, he trained you, he, he helped train Jeff Cobb. Uh he was Sheamus' his first match in WWE um yeah, not, you know, not many people remember that but that was Ollie. Um let, let's uh, talk about breaking thing. let's talk about breaking in with Ollie, his his training methods and his ideology for pro wrestling.
3: Yeah. So, well, I first I, it was by fate that I was into pro wrestling. I was into pro wrestling ever since I was 10. And then I've always wanted to do it. I just never knew Just didn't know where to look. And I just happened to be working with someone who was training for boxing. And then this uh, one of my colleagues uh, was training with a guy who uh, was concurrently training in pro wrestling. And then that just happened to be my connect to uh, this little school out in uh, Sacramento. And there it is. Like, it just happens to be uh, Oliver John and then the, the owner, Josh Enlo, was, uh, was was just hanging out there, too. And then two of his students, uh, this guy Ernesto and um, um, Brian Tannen, who, you know, he had his run in NXT. And sure enough, like the following week, I was like, I'm, I'm in. Let's do it. As far as uh, his, his regimen goes, it's, he's, um, I appreciate how he, he can be more free-flowing as opposed to kind of our camps, very structured and uh, very linear type of training. He was more into, um, well, I mean, obviously, I guess it's basic to, to basics, learn how to bump and, and do all the roles, but he he definitely emphasized conditioning. Mm-hmm. And then once you cut, we kind of just kind of went along. Like, first week, <laughs> I remember the very first story. Like, was, this is my first week. I'm not the most, I wasn't the most conditioned guy yet. And then, mm-hmm. Ollie, broken back and all. This is already, like, Towards the tail end of his career and the poor guy was so selfless and he said, Let's just let's wrestle and we'll I'll guide you around. It's it's actually one of my um very short handfuls that I got to wrestle Ollie and just doing practice matches. And then you'd be working and I'm gassed we're just going for ten 10 minutes. And then he says, Alright, kid, give me give me the pile driver <laughs> and I'm like I'm like, uh I mean I've seen it on TV, I re- I've watched wrestling for over ten years. I'm like, I know how to I know how to pull it off. I'm like, dude, really? Like first week we're gonna go into Paw Drivers. Mean meanwhile the cabs is kinda like, All right, let's uh let's make sure, you know, our first two weeks let's make sure you're just conditioned and then we can get some rolls in. <laughs> but uh, I was pretty keen into uh to um learning wrestling, you know, like I was I was I was hip to it. I was natural. I watched this stuff for a long time, and and I I I was an athlete in high school, so I felt that I could I could pick it up pretty quickly. But he was very free flowing, and then after just getting some of the, the basics down, um, this guy I don't know. I'm not sure if you've heard of him. His name's Jeff Cobb. <laughs> he he moved yeah. from uh, from Hawaii, and uh, yeah, and he, he made his way to, to Northern California. And then um, I was probably four months in. And then by around the fifth month after getting, you know, getting, after he got settled, he just always uh, just looked at me and Jeff, who most of the time would normally be there. It's just the two of us or three, you know, three, you know, mixed match with whoever showed up. You two, go get married. And by, by being married, that means, you know, I'm not actually, you know, <laughs> putting a ring on it, but that I means like getting to just wrestle and get to really get the feel of each other, and we can get to the part where we can just like do the thing. And like I know what you're talking about, and, and you know, we can go into our into our spots without having to discuss too
1: much. So um, it's well, all about I'll, learning. Ollie and Jeff are, are, are both they're, they're 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 they they run on feeling. As opposed to yes, um, like you said, a playbook, um, which is cool. I mean, you know, there's there's a, there's a room room for a bunch of different disciplines, and but that that's that's the art, though. That's the thing. There's yes. there's different types the, the, of, the, of developing things.
3: the instinct, developing mm-hmm. the
1: instinct, which I feel
3: nowadays is kind of lacking with a lot of the, um, just just been going to a bunch of shows I've been to and. Just rely, re, People are relying too much on a script as opposed to relying on instinct. Like, well, what, what if it falls apart? What if you have three minutes that you still have to fill up? You know, people plan out imagining, you go, okay, we'll just work, work, work. But, you know, you gotta you still gotta make make the most out of the time that you're giving because it's a privilege to to, rest, to to just be out there on the spot and wrestle. So you gotta make sure you gotta do what the promoter asked and that makes sure that the fat the money's worth. No, yeah, I'm I'm it.
1: the I'm the type of guy that will that will watch a performer and try to figure out who their influences are, who they who they looked up to. Um, but I'm kind of stuck with you, Johnny. I can't quite figure it out. Um, what what pro wrestlers quote unquote do it for you? Um, influence you? You know what what you want to try to no, not well, I guess emulate, but just
3: you know who did who did it so take inspiration from? I, I I I got you where you come from. Oh, I mean, I was a big um, like Eddie Guerrero guy and a big uh, D Malenko guy. Pretty much the like those guys that were part of the the that you know that cruiserweight division. WCW Owen Hart okay. was a huge um, huge influence. In just how like that was. Um, He's not the biggest guy, but he's not the smallest guy either. And he should be able to pull out so like just athletic feats. And um, I, I feel that like could I could resonate with that. Uh, I always liked the that that hot, that uh, fast-paced, um, athletic style. I'm not necessarily having to you know do these crazy flips in 450s. Like I'm like <laughs> that's just not me. That's not my not up my alley. But um being able to just, um, we can bat wrestle and we can do, some, uh, you know, some fast paced, um, fast paced action. Uh, another one, like, uh, people won't be, won't really realize right away, but D'Lo Brown was a guy that I really looked up to just to how hmm. agile that guy was at like 270 pounds. Like that guy just that was just phenomenal. I, I felt he was very underrated. Um, you know, maybe, uh, I think he, yeah, he had some title runs, so I think he was rightfully, right, you know, rightly appreciated.
1: But, um, I guess not run
3: <laughs> nowadays.
1: Well, Dilo Brown, Johnny, yeah. Johnny, yeah. I, I, I just hit uh, Billy Blade with a message. He, you know, everybody knows Billy runs the the uh, wrestling shows for Cauliflower Alley. I just sent him a message sure. to get you booked against Dilo at the the next uh, Cauliflower Alley. I'm pushing. We'll push hey, for
2: let's it. Let's go. Well, why <laughs> the hell oh, not? We're we're you know, all going up there to cauliflower. Well, you're not, Matt, but uh, no, we I'm are. Not, but... Wait, 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 wait. Did, wait a minute. I, I spoke too soon. You're you're not going. Uh, highly unlikely. Well, i Oh, okay. Uh, well, yeah, not, Well, we I'm are anyway. Sparky's group is. Um, Dino Brown. you get go, but... on the nose, Johnny. He is amazing for his size. I think he's a trainer now, isn't he? Like like yes. himself. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's up his. there up
3: in Oregon, or uh, what, what was that promotion? Uh, I know he does some uh, backstage stuff with the WCWC.
2: Um, right. Didn't uh, yeah, Jim, Jim Cornette use them it. as a tour for a while, didn't he? Or No, I'm sorry. Jim Cornette used him at Smoky Mountain with, mm-hmm. uh, oh, God, I forgot the, the tag team, the controversial tag team. The gangsters?
1: Matt, uh, nah, you know the
2: tag team I'm thinking of.
1: New Jackie Mustafa, the gangsters?
2: Right, they used yeah. D'Lo as the guy that would do most of the wrestling and take most of the bumps. hmm And uh, that's when he broke in. And uh, <laughs> amazing. I see a lot of D'Lo in you, Johnny. I'm, I'm not trying to kiss up to you or anything. Um, so, but yeah, I, I could see.
1: Now, now, now you know, that I know, it, I yeah, I, I agree with you, Freddie. I, I I definitely agree with you.
2: Yeah, I mean, I saw him. I saw you, Johnny. Put Cal Jack in a vertical suplex over your head, and hold him. This was about three weeks or maybe a month ago at Phoenix. Yeah, 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 in yeah. Right Valley Forge, or down, uh, Watsonville. Yeah, yeah. 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 And it's just it's a, a shame boy. there wasn't a lot of fans to see that, because I was in awe. I couldn't believe that. And a you kept him up there. It wasn't practice. just, you know, one, two, three, down. It was one, two, three, and you held him up. Awesome. Uh, I give it a five seconds, like at least five. <laughs> I, I, I counted. <laughs>
3: Yeah, what like, you that's who did. Boy. Like, I try hold up for longer. I try to, but I'm like hey, that's a big boy.
1: <laughs> the biggest. The boy other sixteen I people love, counted with you too, so. Oh yes. Bang <laughs> bang. <laughs> oh, sorry. And then last <laughs> match they had, they
2: had eighteen people, so they're improving one by one. <laughs> oh. oh Man. Um, I have a question.
3: It's, it's hard
2: promoting. I don't envy those
1: who promote. Put that, oh, put I don't.
2: That but they book. didn't put any flyers up or make hardly any effort to well, advertise. Well, we're 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 not we're not going to bury the rival Forge kids that if no, they don't. No. I'm, not, I'm not burying There's, anybody. You know me, Matt. I speak the if, truth if on podcasts. But
4: if they don't want to learn,
2: a, <laughs> how how can if, you not learn
1: when you have Sparky, you know, in your locker room? I'm just saying.
2: Well, well, exactly. You know, um, but uh, Johnny, um, I've watched you train beginners. And for now, yeah. I think oh about seven weeks. And I have to compliment you for being so patient. It's um, that's a knack you have for patience. And do you use that in the ring?
3: Um, oh, I mean, obviously, I, I I've done, I, in a previous life. I've done like management, so I've, I, know, I know how how it is just to like get people to to learn something brand new. Uh-huh. Um, as far as my my training with, with Ollie, I mean this guy was just you know a world class like worker and athlete, but he he also was a very stand up gentleman. And uh, until you really like had a had a snobby attitude, and he had to chew you out, he won't really do that unless you really deserved it. So, I mean that's kind of how I I was brought up as well. Like he was very patient with almost with anyone. Uh-huh. Um, until you until you felt like you, <laughs> you know your your shit smelled like uh, roses, and then <laughs> and then then, he, then he's gonna he's gonna chew you out, and you'll never come back. So, but but yeah, I I mean I I try, I and mean, this is, this stuff is very hard, and it, it's hard to learn over you know getting it in two or three days a week. It's very difficult. You, know, you got to put the time in.
2: Oh, I, I believe me, I, I know. Believe me, I. I've, and paying attention. Um, sure. The other thing I, I wanted to ask you about is you a couple times now when there's a bigger audience, you've come out singing to your entrance music. Is that going to keep yeah. keep on, or is that just like you, you know, know that was uh, that was actually
3: Marcus Mack's idea. I I have to credit him for that. Um, he just said, "What if?" I thought he was just kind of joking, but he's like, "What if you sang tonight?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-mm. But if you sang your song and um, I mean, you know. I mean I'm just a, a walk John, but, you know, like
1: John, it was yeah. not spur of the moment. That was not spur of the moment. Okay. It it okay. was discussed. All right. It was discussed. Okay. It was discussed by <laughs> well, by, by a few native Daily City natives who would who would get the joke. So Yes. Well why not it give was Matt credit where credit is due? No, 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 no. Well, I'm not taking credit. I'm not taking credit. I'm just telling you that Marcus bounced the idea off me and I just said, "Dude, it would it'll blow the roof off." And it obviously did. Oh, okay. it, was, it was awesome. There, it, there it, you it go.
3: I am learning something new. I, like this is just from my first hand account. Like it was between Rick and Matt and uh Mac. He's like, "Hey, what if you say in your thoughts?" I'm like, "Uh, seriously?" <laughs>
2: and then we didn't even it, have it, like, went over prepared. great, believe me. We're not just, you know, Building you up it it was sure. I,
3: I had a ton of fun and uh I would love to bust that out for you know for you know nice big nice big audiences and you know um i mean uh-huh. I have my my basic robe and but i I got a jacket i got you know
2: some you know just a uh, uh, car for
5: <laughs>
2: a little, and for I the, have event. to ask everybody out there. A lot of people want to know, is that real wine in your cup?
3: Um, you can believe what you want to believe. Oh, gotcha. That's a no, great
2: answer. No, great answer. I love it. No, I'll go with that. I'll go with that.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Unless you come up to me and smell it, you'll you'll, you'll, you'll find the answer.
2: <laughs> well, so, I don't so do Johnny, much smelling I've... at my age, but, you know, <laughs> yeah. well, take it
1: away, Matt. I I've seen you you wrestle on, you know, uh larger shows for for APW and Gold Rush, you know, where where you're in there with yeah. with one of the upper talents and I've also seen you uh, mm-hmm. wrestle at the Legends of the Gold Mine where you're in there with a kid. Yes. Um yes. It seems that you you seem to have the Cassius ono role as a player coach. Um are you cool with that role or you know in other words, where do you want to go?
3: Well, yeah, that's a interesting question.
1: <laughs> like, um,
3: I mean, my my role right now is just help facilitate and bring along. Like, my – seriously, like, honestly, I, I know, like, you know, we don't draw the biggest audiences for these legend shows, but I have a bigger – vision and mind, and that's just to help elevate my guys as much as I can, and I have to give a lot of credit to um, guys like Charlie, Starboard, Starboy Charlie, Tishara, uh, Dark Slade, even Lucian, like getting in there to take the game seriously and then to uh, to help elevate, and I'm, I'm, I consider myself more of a facilitator, <laughs> a facilitator of sorts and just get give you know, give back to wrestling it's you know it's it's all about what kind of you know footmark you know will... and i just want to give back the same way that uh that ollie did and of course i'll i will oh, I'll, I'll you know hunt for my opportunities and um you know i'm looking at you know i've you know made been in contact with some promotions down south but uh other than that, I'm like I'm just doing my thing, but well, I'm always to help, help, help guys as best I can because I know they care and uh, and I I see that they care and I care about them. I want to you know help everyone succeed before you know kind of selfless, but you know that's kind of, that's kind of
1: just how I how I operate. <laughs> so the. There is a a flourishing independent wrestling scene in the Philippines of all places. Um, well, have you yeah. <laughs> have you uh, sent out any feelers? Uh, go go on a couple week vacation, go visit family, and and put on the tights and show them what you can do. Well, by serendipity, it was it was before an APW show. I think
3: it was two months ago. Uh, actually, the first time I did sing. So that literally 24 hours before, someone like a reporter from the Filipino channel named Steve Angelus, he works with uh he uh, helps host a show called Balitang America, and then he wanted to feature me in a little segment. <laughs> so, so he we did a little interview before the APW show, and then uh, I think it was about. Two or three weeks ago it it aired <laughs> it finally aired and um you know it's' it's the Filipino channel, so it was uh featured on homes all over anyone who has the Filipino network as well as the philippines and then no more than a couple hours later, I get text messages from my my cousin my uh my my parents <laughs> and and some, um, some workers out there, out in, uh, out of the Philippines. So I was like, Hey, if you ever, see you see doing some big things, so if you're ever coming over to the, to the country, to the homeland, let us know and, uh, we'd be happy to accommodate. So, <laughs> so like, by, by luck, you know, there, I already got my, my little in <laughs> my little inside, <laughs> you know, foot in the door. So there you go. It's uh
1: Small world. Freddie, you're up.
2: So I, I guess my my question for Johnny is um, I have aspirations of being a manager. That's why I'm hanging around uh, at Gold Rush. Do you have any, any uh, advice for me that you could come up with or off the top of your mind or top of your head?
3: Just learn to be the most um, – keep your mind multifaceted. I think uh-huh. when someone when someone breaks in and then they want to be a manager, maybe even if, even as a wrestler, they already envision themselves being like, "Oh, I'm gonna be the meanest, meanest dude. I'm gonna be the. Or I'm gonna. I want you know all the adoration. Well, it's very wise." Uh Revolution Delight. Like he's the most multifaceted and most um he's the easiest to to work with. Like he's the he will camouflage, he will uh, you know, um kinda I get what
2: you're saying, you know, multifaceted, that's it right there. Be a face, be a heel. <laughs> yeah, you know.
3: Yeah. Well it's not just that, but like be be open to you know being uh, you know, helping the helping the gimmick instead of trying to keep the limelight away and putting it on yourself. that That's gotcha. kind of where, that's kind of where this whole you know, people trying to get their stuff in versus helping the uh-huh. bigger bigger picture. You know. To, gotcha. To so you're to saying be, don't
2: be you know don't go out
3: there with your ego. Mm. Yeah, I mean it goes for mm-hmm. everyone, but it's managers especially because you know like. I mean, unless you're like Paul Heyman, you know, mm-hmm. in this landscape. There's a time and a place for that landscape. type of heat. Yeah. There is a there's, time and a the, place. Yeah. The, the, na- the,
2: nailed it. Nailed it. Nailed it. Got, now, I those got – got I, I appreciate that. And um, so back to you about your career. Is there somebody on, you know, the independent circuit that you're looking forward to wrestle that you haven't?
3: oh. Uh, Gosh. <laughs> There's a plethora of wrestlers I haven't had a chance to wrestle like one on one. I mean uh obviously a lot of uh fantastic individuals down south. I mean anyone who's a uh, anyone down south you can you can name like currently in independence. Um up here I mean I haven't had a chance to work Hayashi would tore it down. Oh actually I oh. worked him before. But not recently. <laughs> I worked at him at a last team,
1: night. Super long time ago. Slade, yeah. Slade, Slade, and Mike stole the show last night in a hell of a match. Oh, hell, hell of a main event. I, have, I mean, the kids, the kids growing up on us, Johnny. Hey man,
3: <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> it's uh, he's
3: easy. It's his world, and I'm just living in it. <laughs> he's, he's growing up right in front of our eyes. No, um... yeah, they had us the going. It's yeah.
2: the end. We thought yeah. that, uh, Hayashi, anyway, the match was great. I won't say anything more because that's breaking camp. Uh, yeah, 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 that, that was a great um, match. He is growing up before our eyes, and like I've been around for sure. what three months at the gold rush, he's markably improved.
3: Um, yeah, um, other guys like up here, but you got to give a mad shout out to, uh, you know, uh, one person who's kind of we never, I never got to, uh, to wrestle um, Uh uh-huh. she caught a bot a body. I've wrestled almost mm. every other person in the uh, the hood slam roster who's a veteran and he's a one guy even back to the Lucha Extreme days, like way a long time ago up in Hanford or Fresno, I've wrestled almost everyone else from the Hood Slam roster. So I'm not a regular on Hood Slam. But uh he's like a super you know guy who's been uh, been there You know, been there and done that. I never got to tangle with Um, Mr. Prime Time. I've, uh, you know, he's like he's a kind of like the, you know, (laughs) the the that one who I can never I can never get a, you know share the ring with. But I know I know he's very selective with his uh, his bookings. Uh I never got to I never got to wrestle one on one with Virgil. You know, rest in peace, Virgil Flint. I never got the chance to wrestle him, but uh, sure that you... was a guy who I've I've always wanted to tangle with. And, uh, yeah, yeah, that's uh, it's uh, wow, I wrestle a lot. <laughs> I've been around. <laughs> I guess now, <That> now nice <laughs> you made me think about it. It makes me feel old. <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> I've
1: uh, I've done, I've done some stuff. <laughs> Well, those that those that are listening, uh you can check out ex Johnny Dynamo's uh interview on this I, I don't remember the name of the show, but you can go to tinyurl.com/jdynamo and that will bring you to the YouTube link um to check it out. You get to get a little peek in the uh in the APW uh, uh venue there and and Johnny does uh does some talking about, you know, his career and whatnot. Um but there's there's one final question I, I have to ask for you. To you, John. For sure. For sure. This this is this is this is the most serious question ever. Okay. In your humble opinion, yes. Who would you say would be the top Filipino pro wrestler in the world?
2: <sighs> My vote's for Johnny Dynamo.
3: Ah, uh, yeah. Thank you, Fred. But uh, like, literally, the first thing that came to mind is. Batista.
2: <laughs> I mean I going
3: to
1: knock on Exactly. Like, it's a trick question. He's the largest Filipino I've ever seen. So it's kind of a trick well, question.
3: Yeah. yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> But like like
3: instantly I, I already thought of Dave Batista. It's like uh I would hear stories of how um he would he'd be in the Philippines and he'd be swarmed by by fans and I mean, people might, might not notice, but I mean, even like all all throughout Asia, not just the Philippines, but pro wrestling is is low key really huge over there. And all people need to do is just, you know, present it. <laughs> so mm-hmm. when the WWE did come to the Philippines and Batista was there, holy cannoli! That dude, you know, he's uh he really connected. <laughs> so that's that that had to be in my in you know, my my most. The guy was uh you know he, it took him some time to develop his craft but he was very giving and he was a uh, an excellent worker and he he did his he he played his role very
1: well. That's it exactly. For me personally, it would have to be TJP. Um, I've seen yeah, TJ Perkins yeah. since you know since he broke in you know as a kid and you know yeah. all the way through and uh, DJZ is is really talented as well. Also you know um that that one girl with the green hair oh Shotzi. Just because she's yeah. out the Bay Area doesn't mean that, uh, you know, she still doesn't have it going on.
3: Yeah. Shout-out to Shotzi. Yes,
1: that's what's Shout-out out to oh, Shotzi. My, my
3: homie, Ma- homie Manny Mars, he's uh, he's working. He's he's grinding down south now. Yeah, I just saw to break into, like, Las Vegas and some push. Okay. As he has moved out there. So, shouts to my boy Manny. <laughs> I miss Manny. But, um, I missed him. He Uh, should have been there last night. Yeah. 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 He's, -hmm. uh, he moved down there to, you know, seek, uh, well, a new life with him and his, uh, his lady. So I I don't know much of the particulars, but I'm going to leave it at that.
1: He's, he's grinding. He's grinding. Yeah. Well, let's, uh, let's wrap up. Um, Johnny, how would people go about first off getting any, any merchandise from you? Um, your your Twitter handle, your Facebook uh, your Facebook handle, and all that stuff. We can get you booked, get sell a t shirt, um, get you on a different podcast. Let's get out some plugs wow. and, and information.
3: Well, the uh, my, my biggest platform that I'm on is Instagram. I love Instagram. Um, so find me at at Johnny Dynamo Pro at Johnny Dynamo Pro, and then my Facebook my Facebook page is the same. At Johnny Dynamo Pro. Uh, that's probably the the biggest platforms I use. I'm not super into the Twitter machine, but I mean, Facebook and Instagram is is what's <laughs> is what's most current anyway. Um, yeah, just find me over there, find some stuff at my at my local at the, the local you know, closest show near you. Shoot me a message and we can work out some particulars. But uh, but yeah. Twitter, no, not Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, at
1: JohnnyDynamoPro. All right. Well, you know, that was painless. You survived a half hour with me, John. It's about damn time me. Having, you hey. and me <laughs> yeah, ah. having you on. And me, too. Yeah, I got a friend on the background, too. Thank you, man. It was my pleasure having you on and have a very happy Thanksgiving with uh, you and your family and uh, try not to get into any mischief. And uh, have a oh, very absolutely. nice weekend and and also thank you for teaching. It, it takes a special person to teach, and and I appreciate that what you do. You know, you're paying it forward. We're gonna get into that farther farther on in the show with Sparky, but I do I do want to put you over for for helping the, the young kids and the old and the one old on one. the other line too. And the old one. It's, <laughs> a, it's
3: out of it's out of it's out of love, man. And um, I mean. I don't get much out of it except the satisfaction to see uh, my guys flourish. And just the same way that Ollie gave back to me, I, that's the same way I want to give back to them. So that's just the kind of guy I yeah, am. I mean, because I, 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 love, I love pro wrestling. <laughs> when it all boils down to it, it's a love-hate relationship. But God damn it, I love it. And I want to help others who love it too, and they have aspirations. So, yeah, if I see you try hard? Then I want to help you, you know, put you in the best position to succeed with what little influence, whatever little guy on the totem pole I am. <laughs> I can, I'll do whatever I can to help. How many times awesome. Some, like, awesome. 40 plus matches in five years of this stuff. <laughs> so, you know, what little I can, I can do.
2: It doesn't
1: go unnoticed, well, well, believe me. Oh, uh, not at all. For sure. Not at all.
3: For sure. Those those, those that know, no, no. For sure, <laughs> but I, I appreciate. Once again, that. <laughs> I
1: got to bump you off. I, I I have a young lion champion on hold, so I don't want to leave him waiting. Um, but I'm gonna it's have to bump up. you off. But it was our pleasure, John, coming on. Thanks again. All right, thanks, Much John. Love,
3: guys, happy Thanksgiving, happy holidays. You
1: All too, right, buddy.
2: Thanks, hey, buddy. I, I have an announcement.
1: All right, you're up, Fred. Make it kind of quick.
2: Congratulations go out to Kenta Murray, the Orange Soda Kid. You know who I'm talking about, right? Oh yeah. He just beat a world champion on SmackDown. He just pinned the Miz. What? Or got the win over the Miz.
1: Oh, a, a DQ win? Can I
2: win? Uh, I, I just someone just texted to me just now. I haven't watched huh. it.
1: Oh okay. Yeah, Kenta well, we Murray makes his
2: SmackDown Live debut with a win over the Miz. A Unbelievable. world champion—that's quite a win, even if it is a countout. He's one of our guys.
1: There you go. Well, you know That's what? Great. Let's. Uh, let, 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 we need some gold on the show. I'd like to welcome the 2018 All Pro Wrestling Gold Rush Pro Wrestling Young Lions Cup winner, also the Platinum Division champion, the Total Package, Derek Slade. Welcome to the show, Mr. Slade.
0: What's going on? How you doing?
1: We are great. We are great. Welcome. Um, Welcome. We were talking. We, we were talking to Johnny Dynamo um, right before you came yeah. on, and uh, we were discussing, you know, a little bit about your match last night with Mike Hayashi, um, a veteran's veteran. Uh, you guys stole the show. Um, let's talk about that. Uh, how was it being in there with, you know, a guy that that has been around way too many blocks here in Northern California last night?
0: Yeah, I mean, that was one of, like, the most amazing nights ever. Like, it was just crazy. I've never been in the ring with someone who, like, led me so well. Like, there's a lot of good leaders that have wrestled, but, like, Mike Hayashi, like, uh, led me, like, well, like, better than anybody has, and it was pretty cool. Um, just being in the ring with him, like, from, like, calling the match to, like, you know, actually transpiring and just, like, working in there and, like, taking our time. Um, it was a learning experience, and it was pretty, it was pretty cool.
2: Yeah. So we I were saw in the back you. watching, and it, the guys were just, they were they were whooping and a-hollering. It was yeah. a great. <laughs> I mean, when Rick Luxury is happy, at, you know, putting someone over, <laughs> you're going over.
1: When, when Rick's <laughs> yeah, smiling, no, you know something's got to be good. I'm just saying.
2: Yeah, I it was, it, seriously, yeah. you know. I mean, yeah, that no, was just cool, a like... great match from start to yeah. end. You know, the end kind of got us for about 10 seconds, but I won't break kayfabe. But, uh, no, nah, it was a great match, honest.
0: Yeah, no, it was really fun. I'm um, just excited to work, like, such great workers, like, because, you know, he's usually, in, like, hood slam and stuff like that, but it's cool we can cross over and wrestle, like, at people from, like, promotions that we're not usually at and then still get to mix it up with uh, all the good ones, you know?
1: Now, I saw you... At Jefferson High School in daly city where in, if you've, if I remember right it was an eight man tag, and I mean you're oh, fresh yeah. i mean you're you're you were like second, third match, even if that, and um the crowd was going nuts um tell me how that felt, being in the ring, doing your thing, and then hearing you know your friends and family i mean I was in the same section, so I was feeling what you were right. feeling when when they were going nuts um. Yeah. What was going through your head, and and, I mean, other than oh I can't fuck up, I can't fuck up. Other than that, um, what else was going on? You know, what, what were you feeling, honestly?
0: Yeah, I was definitely nervous. I mean, it feels like so long ago, but it also feels like it happened like yesterday. You know, um, mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting anything. I just told some of my friends that I was going to wrestle, pretty last minute, too, like a couple days before, and then I was like, oh maybe like one or two will show up, and then I didn't even know like what was going on at the at the show. I didn't really know what I was doing. And I found out it was eight-man tag, and uh, I was just super nervous. Um, but I went out there, and like immediately, like they were all super loud, and it just got just got me in the in the mood, and I was just like super amped. And then obviously, I was just still like super scared. But uh, eventually, it went pretty well, you know. Um, did my first dive out, just like I don't know where, and uh, we even got the win. I mean, obviously, I was getting beat up the whole time, but we got the win. And it was pretty. Pretty exciting moment.
2: Well, I saw you in Santa Cruz about I think it was two two and a half months ago, and yeah. the place was packed. After you wrestled, half of it left, and <coughs> they yeah. were cheering for you so loud. You won that match too. I think it was a tag match you were in, and uh, it was oh. awesome. I mean, you put on a good show on that one too. I mean, it was a great match. You know, yeah. it's like. You're peaking right now, I guess.
0: Yeah, it definitely feels like I'm uh, improving, which is nice, because sometimes I feel like in anything that you do, you get stagnant at certain points, and you kind of have to break through a wall, and I feel like I was stuck for, like, a few months there, and then uh-huh. I feel like I'm finally breaking through the wall and, like, evolving in a certain way, and it's pretty, it's pretty nice to see the hard work paying off, so.
2: Well, it it, it did. I mean, I, I've been around the gold, rush, uh, gold mine now, I think, what, two and a half months, and definitely improving with each match and uh, you definitely belonged in the main event last night
1: nice appreciate it so let's see um shit I'm lost Freddie Freddie has the next question you're lost
2: what's the matter grab some coffee pet the dog and let me take over um yeah you got it (laughs) your manager Lucian Delight the manager of champions Uh, I'm learning a lot from him because that's why I'm hanging around. Happy birthday, Lucian! (laughs) You know, I want to be a manager, too. Um, I'm just having trouble with the cardio and and the bump taking, but that will come along. But uh, how much has Lucian helped you?
0: Lucian's probably helped me more than anybody, like from, like, stuff that's backstage to, like, actually in the ring, in that practice. Like, when I started, it was me, uh, Dom, uh, Jacob Lee, and Lucian. We all started together. Her, they started six months before us, but when I started, they were like in their like second beginners class. And
2: uh-huh. then from
0: you know the beginning, helping me out all the way through uh, my first match, and it's like all every step of the way, it's like either like behind the scenes or like actually out in the ring, he's helped me out. And uh, yeah, I definitely wouldn't got be yourself. the performer, the person I am today without Lucian's help.
2: Well, he's and he turned
0: twenty-five today, so that's pretty cool. Oh, you got
2: 25? 25? Fuck, only. Yeah, um, today. Making so us feel old, definitely right? Definitely good time tonight. Oh, uh, well, I don't feel <laughs> old. I am old. I don't have to feel anything. I wake up old. I go to sleep old. But um, I'd like to ask, Derek, if there was somebody that you haven't wrestled yet on the independent circuit, who would that be? Or who are you looking forward to wrestling?
0: Um, I mean, there's so many guys. I feel like SoCal has, like, you know, unlimited talent down there that I haven't even touched at all, pretty much. And then even up in NorCal, like, I still mix it up with so many guys. Uh, Stoner U, Hood Slam, um, APW guys. Like, I have so, so many guys out there. East Bay. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, I'm just excited to, like, wrestle with everybody because I've been doing it for about a year or two years now. But I feel like I still haven't really gone out there as much as I could. So, yeah, I'm uh-huh. pretty excited.
2: Well, it shows. I mean, you've only been in the ring two years, Derek. Jesus, awesome! I have even more respect for you okay. now. I, okay, I'm I don't a wrestle tag. myself, got of course. I got, a I got long, my mojo go back. Hot tag, Fred. So no, you know that's surprising. Hold on, let me finish what I was saying to Derek. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I thought when the question came up how long you were in the ring, I thought it was going to be like five, six years. I mean, only two nope. years? Seriously?
0: Wow. Yeah, I had my first match, two years, and then training, a little longer.
2: Gotcha. Go, hey, my hat goes off to you, man. It looks like you've been in the ring four times longer than two years. Right on. <clears throat>
1: now, the, the, you should consider yourself blessed, because wh- whether you're doing the total package with with, uh, with MPT, who's a, a veteran's veteran, or if you're teaming with, with Tex as the bad boys, or teaming with with Boyce and you have Lucian in your corner, you you've got some uh, you, know, you got some uh, pretty pretty strong veterans there, you know, in your corner. Um, wh- what have you picked up from Boyce and MPT?
0: Oh man, I picked up like a lot, a lot from Boyce and also some from MPT as well. From Boyce, I feel like it's the whole. As soon as he steps out there, he just has the boy's character. And everything he does, like, meshes with his character. And uh, just the way he moves in the ring, um, his facial expressions, his timing. uh, He he knows when to, like, address the fans and when to, like, do his thing in the ring. Um, So, yeah, it's a lot of stuff I learned from boys. And from MPT, it's kind of the same thing. um, But he's, like, just, you know, the natural wrestler, like, timing, Spacing, make, having it make sense in the ring, he's just like technical, like master. So, um, yeah, definitely learned a lot from both.
1: You know, it's kind of cool to to team with someone that you break in with. with you know, you yeah. broke in with Tex, and it, it's it, you guys are going to have that bond forever. You know, the the four yeah. of you, you, Jacob, Tex, and 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 uh, Lucian. Um let's let's talk about your tag team with Tex. Uh I I feel that you guys have barely barely scratched the surface. Um What 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 do you guys do you guys study at all or do you do you talk, you know, amongst yourselves to, you know, hey, let's let's keep an eye, let's watch this match, let's let's watch this team, uh, you know, and because I I'm a believer in tape. I've always been a tape guy where Watching, watching tape, you can learn quite a bit, as well as being at shows, but also watching tape. So, in other words, who who do you and Tex, as far as being a team, look at to for influences?
0: Yeah, for uh, influences, definitely Edgian Christian is probably my number one. Huh. Um, and for him, I think it was, who was it? I know he likes the Dudley Boys for one. Um, we try to combine oh. those together. Even even from like the area, um, a little bit of classic connection. Um, but mostly just like just like a dirty, cheap heel, like pretty simple and standard.
2: So well, let me tag in here. Do you like wrestling solo or in a tag team? Jimmy, do you
0: have a so favorite? I, oh, I think it's uh depends on the situation. Like, there's good moments to do both. I like I enjoy tag team wrestling and singles wrestling. So I feel like doing them both at the same time is uh is ideal for me. Like, you get to explore so many more options in the ring, telling stories and stuff like that. If you're doing both, um, so yeah, I don't really have a favorite right now.
2: Gotcha. Well, when I do my own podcast, I always ask my guests. What's your first memory of professional wrestling? I mean your very first memory.
0: Oh man. Um it's a very faint memory, but I remember Kane was burning somebody. He was like running <laughs> around the ring. And I can't remember who it was, but I remember Kane was running around being insane and I was just it's like a a fan. awesome.
1: <laughs> it was it was a planted fan. <laughs> I love you it. Were, okay. I love it. That's
2: a great first memory, and that, that got was, you going. Huh? That was the build-up for the Inferno match. It was a planted right, fan. It was Shane McMahon, I think, right? Oh, uh, I yeah. don't even remember. Yeah. Oh. <laughs>
1: Jesus Christ, I feel old.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was
1: like you. I thought it was going to be Stevens and old. Patterson at the Cow Palace, but mine was Ray
2: Stevens against oh, Pampero yeah. Furpo One in a time. chicken wire match on TV. That well, they didn't have the match on TV. It was just the promo for it. That's my very first memory.
1: I don't think I was born.
2: <laughs> I wasn't either. Neither was well, I was barely. But... <laughs> no, Matt, I don't yeah. think so. I was only, I think, seven years old. And then when I was eight years old, I was in Pendleton, Oregon, for the summer. And Superfly Snuka wrestled Apache Bull Ramos in a strap match. And Snuka was a rookie. That They used to call him Rookie of the Year. So there you go. It oh, outdates no. both of you guys. <clears throat> So <laughs> the show you, you, came to us. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you have you've,
1: you've wrestled in front of of the Gold Rush Pro Wrestling <laughs> crowd at in the gold mine, you've wrestled at Angry B. Lacey, that crowd. You've wrestled in front of the APW crowd at the main APW venues. You've wrestled at the PCW venue up in Orville. Um, what's the difference between, say, the APW crowd and the Orville crowd?
0: APW crowd. I feel like the Orivo crowd um, just enjoys just kind of being there. Like they're just like they're not like very smart, like you know, the smart defense. More like mm-hmm. uh, just like they're like, like they're very simple with uh, what they enjoy. And it's just like, yeah, I guess they just everything's simple there and they really enjoy that. And then mm-hmm. at um, all part wrestling, it's more. I say Yeah, it's, they're just more, a little more complicated. They're definitely louder, and they have the chants down, and they're more like, um, you know, like fans. I would go to like ROH or something like that. Mm-hmm. There's definitely a bigger crowd at Ultra Wrestling too, so there's more
1: variety. So,
0: people I mean, guys have definitely
1: I'm, been growing lately. I, I'm not. I'm not saying one's better than the other. You know, there there are different types of fans. Like, there's different types of wrestling, and there's different types of wrestlers, and it's all good. Um, have you? have you sent out feelers to any other companies? Um, Ashley, you know what? Have you have you asked to or, or tried to work for big-time wrestling, Kirk White, out in Newark?
0: I haven't actually uh, reached out to Kirk White at all. Um, as far as other promotions, I was uh, – we're just talking about basically we're going to plan on going to uh, championship wrestling from Hollywood. So I think that's every two weeks. So we're, gonna, we're trying to go uh, – either every time or every other time. Um, so that's going to be starting like next month. And then I think now that I kind of have some, uh, some really good matches that are my belt, I'm going to start sending out some stuff to uh, some SoCal promotions to, uh, you know, just see, see what's out there and try to get my name out there a little bit more.
1: Good. You're going to, you're going to like yeah. that championship wrestling from Hollywood. Uh, Dave Marquez runs and uh, Johnny Yuma. They run a really, really good show. Um, you're, you're going to learn a lot um as far as you know the aspects of, of working tv and you know the it's a it's a higher end um tv production as opposed to the legends shows it's it's a higher end um type of deal but yeah it's good stuff and that's a that's a pretty good promotion to get your foot in the door um so congrats on you know you uh taking that step that that's a that's a big step you know especially you know with the time you have in so uh, that that's that's a uh, that's good to hear that uh, you're uh, making that move. Um, yeah. So you will be going to Cauliflower Alley Club as well, um, which is seems to be tradition every every year. Um, who do you want to go and see? I, is there a legend that that you that that you're looking forward to that you just want to just go and you know shake your hand and get your picture taken with?
0: Um, I don't really know I was going to be there this year. I guess it depend on that. Mm. But, yeah, I should be there. I did go when I was, uh, I was only 20 years old when I went a few years ago. And then so I couldn't actually do anything. It was my first time in Vegas, but I couldn't actually do anything. But I was still at the Cauliflower Alley thing. Um, but I wanted to meet Trish Stratus, and then I left the day before she actually came. So, um, but yeah, I don't know who's here this year, but... If it was any legend, I'd probably want to meet um, Kurt Angle. Mm.
2: I can, That's a good choice. I can
1: I, I, can, I no I, I can kind of feel the uh, the the way that Kurt's rubbed off on you, Derek. Honestly, yeah. Just the yeah. way you throw your arms up. I know that you're pretending to be Kurt Angle.
2: Yeah, <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah, more but so hey. like learning from him. <laughs>
2: Hey, you know what? It's I don't eight. think Derek it's... has to pretend to be anybody but himself, but that's just me with my old man, Molly.
0: <laughs> well,
2: Forget I, I said it. I don't like that. <laughs> well, I, I, I got the
1: boss waiting on hold, so, Sparky, hold on. Let me uh, let me have uh, Derek get out his plugs and, and things like that. Um, let's get out your Facebook and your Instagram, and uh, don't you have a page on Brow Blunder?
0: I don't yet because – um. So he told me about it. And I was like, "All right, cool. I'm down." But I haven't actually got any merch yet. So I'm working on that. In the next okay. month, I'll have some uh, some merch, some uh, wrist or what do you call them, bracelets, uh, t-shirts and stickers. So awesome. That's in the works right now. Once that's there, I'll put it on brown butter. As for uh, Facebook, it's parentheses Derek Slade, and the first name's Ryan. So that's like Derek Slade is the nickname. Um, And then for Instagram, it's at thelordslade, so L-O-R-D-S-L-A-D-E, and then I haven't actually gone to Twitter yet. I probably should pretty soon, Um, and yeah, I think that's about it.
1: Well, you survived. Um, You didn't burn up in flames. You didn't combust. Um, Pretty good interview. Uh, Just keep doing what you're doing. That, you know, stay humble and keep doing what you're doing and you know, uh keep keep your friends close to you. 'Cause the the, the guys you run with are good people. You know, and yeah. You know, just keep working hard, kid. Thanks, Jerry. Right on.
0: Thanks for having me guys, appreciate it.
1: Oh, it's my pleasure. You have a have a very nice Thanksgiving and uh we'll be seeing uh well, Freddie will be seeing you before I see you. But if I don't see you have a nice Christmas as well.
0: All right. You all take
1: care. Thanks. Thanks.
2: Thanks, buddy. Hey, you ready for a joke there before we bring Sparky on?
1: Yeah, yeah, hurry up.
2: Come on, it's a good one here. You hear Donald Trump pardon a turkey today, right?
1: <laughs> oh.
2: So make up your own joke about self pardoning
1: No. Uh, so okay, quiet. you bring Sparky quite, on. Quiet, will play a commercial. I have to play a oh, commercial. Oh, Jesus.
2: A Commercial?
1: It's the Brown Budsy, the lovesy dovesy,
5: one and only Brown Butter. Matt the Man-Man sliding me 20 seconds here to let you know all the sorcery that Brown Butter Wrestling is conjuring up. And it simply cannot be done because everything doesn't fit into 20 seconds. And you already know that Brown Butter makes everything better. We make merch for pro wrestlers and promoters who care about the quality of the goods they're selling their fans. For the love of the sport of stories that is pro wrestling. We sell that merch and more on brownbutterwrestling.com Coming later this month to your screens We're producing Shows Over with AJ Kirsch A weekly pro wrestling comedy news show With videos submitted by you, the fans That might be enough for some, but this is Brown Butter And it gets even better, Cupcakes So stay tuned So says the Brown Budsy So says
1: Brown Butter All right. well there you go Corey Brown, holding it down. Uh, Also, uh, if you need any uh, graphics done, uh, photography, um, if you're in the Vegas area, uh, check out Joey DeFalco at uh, Joseph DeFalco III Studio, facebook.com backslash JD3Studios. All righty. I got the sponsors out of the way. Freddie has been unmuted. What a jerk! Go ahead. <laughs> I'd like to guest. welcome, I'd I'd like to welcome to the show the man with the most hair of all of the Ballards, Mr. Sparky Ballard. What's going on, boss?
4: <laughs> hey, thanks for having me on, guys. I really appreciate it. How you guys doing tonight?
1: Awesome. Uh, well, you know what? We're we're in the third fall. We're ready to you know just tear the house down and and then uh, go home. Well, wait. I'm already home.
4: Well, I'll be, I'll, I'm here to I'm here to take it home. There, you, there go. you go. You just
2: wait, Matt, till you come on my show. Oh, you just wait, my friend. Sparky, how are you doing tonight?
4: I'm I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Just got done with some dinner with the family. Uh,
2: <clears throat> we got the night off. We had a
4: pretty big weekend last weekend, and I know we're uh, planning on picking it up tomorrow night before the Thanksgiving weekend. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm doing great, man. Great,
2: and uh, you just returned from Oregon.
4: Yeah, yeah, I got to go up there and work for Jeff Manning up there for uh, West Coast Wrestling Connection, and, uh, you know, I heard you guys talking about Hollywood, you know, he's kind of has like a, kind of the same thing kind of going on up there, and, uh, yeah, I really appreci- appreciate my time up there with those guys, and, uh, you know, <clears throat> uh one of the bookers, and he's in the ear of the refs, and I get to work alongside Brian Hebner, and, Uh, and a lot of great talent from all over the United States. So, yeah, I I have a great time, and I I love being challenged there uh, with the TV structure of pro wrestling. Um, Yeah, I can't speak more highly of uh, WCWC and my time up there in Oregon.
1: How long have they been running, Sparky?
4: Who, WCWC? Yes, sir. Uh, Shoot, I want to say at least 10 years, at least. Um, You know, uh, Jeff had a couple projects, Paragon Pro Wrestling that was happening out in Vegas alongside while doing WCWC. They also have house shows. They also have a, I think the Grappler Academy up there. Um, so yeah, they, they got a lot of good things going on up there to keep those kids busy. Go ahead, Matt. You're...
1: Oh, all right. all right. Well, you know, ahead, I've buddy. known you forever since, since the Fog City days, Sparky, and I never asked... How did
4: you break in? How did I break in? Uh, well, I signed up to the APW boot camp uh, July of 2007. I'm solely going in there with the focus of being a, a referee. Um, I started off with uh, Jody Kristofferson. Uh, me, and, me and him were the only two who made it through our uh, class of the boot camp. Um, so I'm definitely proud to call him my uh, brother in the in the business, uh, who broke in with me. Uh, Jody's a great guy. Um, I, 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 had Marcus Mack who is, uh, you know, always had the finger of this, of the pulse of, uh, what was going on with APW and he kept trying to get me to go out to shows. And for a while I was having a, a lot of scheduling conflicts so on making out to one of the events. But my first event that I went to at the garage was a uh, Halloween hell in 2006. And then I was, I was basically hooked from there. And I went through like the next, uh, eight months straight until I signed up. I, I had such a great time uh, with the inti- intimate atmosphere that the APW garage, uh, you know, hosted. Uh, being in, sitting in the war zone was always an exciting moment when the guys would go flying out and, uh, you know, fighting uh, right there where the crowd was sitting. And uh, I, I thought to myself, I said, you know, I I definitely would love to be a part of this, you know. Um, I had a couple of, like, mental walls that I, I had to break down first. You know, I had long hair. I was a little bit older, but, you know, as I went along, um, you know, I seen Jekylls the Jester before he uh, was a, a wrestler. He They had him out there uh, being a referee, and he, he had hair twice as long as mine. And then uh, I went to another Jim Moore's event, and they had some kid who was probably 10 years younger than me. He looked like a little kid. Um, and I thought to myself, I was like, man, you know, if this guy can do it with long hair and this, this young kid can do it, you know. And then uh, what really did it is uh, when I – me and my brothers, we, we definitely bonded over pro wrestling. Uh, I got my brother, Luke, who's three years younger than me, and he has Down syndrome. And then I have another brother who's 10 years younger than me. And uh, me and my brother, Luke, uh, we'd always wear our referee shirts uh, to all the wrestling shows and to WrestleManias and, and all the events that we went to just because it was kind of like some that I always kind of was marking out to do. But, you know, just was just going as a fan and – um when we went to this BTW show, uh, there was a guy named short sleeve Sampson, who was uh, a midget wrestler who had a couple spots on WWE and TNA and such. And, uh, we, you know, we were going up, me and my brother Luke went up and that day, that one day I forgot to bring my ref shirt, but my brother did. And, uh, short sleeve was joking around with my brother, like, Oh, Hey, you going to, you going to ref my match. And he was like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, she was like, Oh, that'd be cool, man, you know, and like, Well, hey you guys have a good time and so we were trying to like, you know, figure out where we were gonna see uh, sit at for the event and uh next thing I know I got short sleeves coming over here tugging on my sleeve and uh I looked over and I was like, Hey what's up? He goes, Hey man, you know, uh do you think your brother would really like to take part in my match? And I was like, Yeah, I mean that would be amazing. How can that even happen? You know, as a as a fan of smoking mirrors were still very uh apparent to me and um He's like, let me just talk to the promoter, and my opponent, and the ref. Let me see if I can get it squared away. I just wanted to find if there was any interest first. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. So, he went over there and came back, and he goes, all right, man, we're all good. Just wait for the signal. And I was like, all right, we'll, we'll wait for the signal. And I, I didn't know what the signal was. And honestly, I think I was more excited about this moment for my brother Luke uh, than, than he was. Uh, you know, I think short sleeve also, you know, had. You know, uh, a thought of like, hey, you know, maybe I could do something special for someone else who, you know, has a mm-hmm. disability, uh, and uh, you know, give him a, a moment to remember. Um, so we, as we were sitting there, I was practicing, you know, how to count and making sure he knew exactly what he was going to do, and uh I was just trying to coach him. And then uh, we they they had the match, and uh, at some point, like short sleeve went up to the corner, and I thought, oh, I think that might have been the signal, you know. But then, you know, they they went into another spot, and then I was like, all right, and then. Turns out uh, Pitbull Patterson ends up sweeping his feet and putting his late little legs on the ropes. And uh, I think it was Ronnie Washington who was reffing it. Uh, counted one, two, three. I was like, oh, my heart just sank. I was like, oh, my God, dude, I, I missed the signal, you know. And then I just, like, something inside of me was like, no, no. I was like, Luke, you saw what he did. He cheated. You got to go in there. You got to reverse the decision. So, so I, so, we, so we start going up there, and he takes like two two three steps up the, the corner steps, you know, and then he looks back at me like, am I really supposed to be doing this? and I'm like, go,
2: go, you know.
4: <laughs> so he gets in there, and uh, short sleeve, uh, he ducks out uh, Ronnie Washington off the middle ropes. He uh, hits a little bulldog on uh, Pitbull and then did the little inchworm and then called my brother over, and he counted one, two, three. And, uh, oh man, I was probably like one of the biggest markout moments I had, uh, you know, as a fan, of, uh, watching wrestling was seeing my brother get to, you know, be a part of this, get to be a part of something that we love, you know, it was kind of like a dream come true. And, you know, a lot of younger siblings always look up to their older, you know, uh, brothers or sisters and what they're doing and want to kind of emulate it. But it was like one of those defining moments where I was like, Luke, man, I just want to be just like you do. That was, that was great. You know, so after talking to Marcus, he, uh. He was like, hey, man, you know, you should do it, you know, because I was telling him I was really thinking about it. He's like, bro, if you really want to do it, you should do it. So I got, like, this little uh, coupon that said I got, like, 15% off of, like, the boot camp, and because Marcus vouched for me, that was, like, another 10%. And then I'm, like, one of those guys who doesn't like, you know, doing payment plans and owing people money. So I just went and I uh, paid all at one do it time down. and rolling. And then I got, like, the the, the 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 pay in full discount. So I think at the end of it – uh. I paid 1440 to learn to be a referee at the GW wow. garage. Dude. Yeah. Dude, off 3 grand? That's nuts. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Considering what uh, Roland,
2: Roland, Roland would try to get up,
4: You know, I think he would really, like, put it up there really high just so he could, like, be like, well, I'm going to give you this discount, and then I'll be able to do this for you. And then actually, you know, he was getting what he really wanted, and you felt like you were getting a great deal, you know. Um, but I did. I Honestly, I felt like I got every dollar worth of it. I still have the receipt up on my bulletin board as, like, you know, hey, I, I wanted to find out how long it would take me to to go out there and, and referee to, to earn back what I, you know, paid in for my for my training and stuff. And, um, yeah, it was, um, it was a lot of fun. I remember orientation, uh, you know, Shannon and Gabe Ramirez were still heavily involved with APW and, you know, they took my money and then we, uh, did the orientation. And I remember, uh, one of the things I remember the most from the, uh, orientation with Scotty, a was there and he told us all, you know, this is the moment guys that you guys are going to, you know, chase your dreams. But you can. But now you're crossing the line and you can no longer look at pro wrestling the same way that you did as a fan. You know, you have to look at it as a business. You have to look at it as, you know, uh, you know for training and for, uh, you know, the psychology aspect of it, not like, oh, I really hope that the Rock beats Stone Cold kind of, you know, marking out. You had to, you know, shift that mind frame. Not that you couldn't still appreciate and love pro wrestling, but you just had to, to look at it a different way. And I think, like, for anybody who the line in the business, uh, you know, it takes them a while to adjust on you know, how you uh, look at pro wrestling and how you appreciate it from the time when you were a fan to a time when you're saying, hey, I'm I'm going to be a part of this business and I'm going to be professional with it, you know.
2: No truer words were ever said about me, let me tell you.
4: <laughs> <laughs> and here's a funny little
2: rib. They, at, the, at that night, they gave us the
4: APW Bible, right? And uh, they had us break mm-hmm. down and set up a ring. And uh, they told us, you know, whatever you do, do not lose the Bible. You have to bring it to every class. You know, this is the secrets to pro wrestling. So I got my Bible, and then at the very end, after we did all the ring stuff, they were like, all right, we're going to do chores now. So uh, I don't know. I had to do something where I was going to be using both my hands, and I didn't know what to do with my book. So I hid it behind uh, the curtain, figuring that I could put it there and it'd be safe and I could come back for it. And then Mm -hmm. after everyone was done doing chores, they said, all right, everybody, uh," you know, Bust out your books, you know <laughs> And I was like So I go over to the curtain and it's gone And I'm like, oh my god, what What am I going to do, right They just told us, don't, you know, don't leave this thing Well, luckily I wasn't the only one There was about two other people who put their books down That they snagged on and they said, hey, you guys got to come to the office And I was like, oh great, my first night And I'm already in trouble, <laughs> you know And here all I was trying to do is just trying to do a good job I'm helping clean up and, you know, do, you know, pay my dues If you will and so they said, you know, they brought us back, and it was enough to they, they hit it in a file cabinet. They're like, all right, guys, here's your, here's your, uh, here's your APW Bible. Let this be a lesson. Don't ever let it happen again. You guys just left the secrets of pro wrestling just laying around, and you can't do that. You have to protect the business. So that was like, it was kind of a, it was like <laughs> my, one of my first ribs. Like, welcome to the business, kid. Don't, don't mess up. You know, make sure you're on top of your stuff, and and you're responsible for all your belongings. You know, so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love it. I love it. So you know when when we first met it was at fog city wrestling and that was a completely different experience for me and the product was just completely insane and uh you you were refereeing a bunch of a uh, bunch of wild things uh for for Caesar Black and the Fog City crew uh, what, what are some of the most wildest things that that happened to you in a Fog City ring? Um,
4: you know, I, Dana Lee uh, was one of my he was my he was like pretty much my main trainer coach, if you will. And uh, mm. <clears throat> one of the things he he really did was just tested to see how badly I wanted to be there. Um, and you know, he taught me how to go over the top rope. So uh, every time I had a Dana Lee match, he'd always be like, oh, hey, we're, we're going to come up with a spot where we throw you over the top rope. So so I got really good at it, and it's not a lot of times that you see a, a ref get thrown over the top on a bump or a shit can, if you will. Um, so it was something that I was prideful that I was able to do because uh, during the training, man, uh, it, it's kind of scary to jump over that rope, knowing that you got an eight-foot drop ahead of you. Um, and I kept getting tangled up in the ropes, and so did this other wrestler, and we were just struggling like hell. And he'd be like, get up and do it again. Get up and do it again, you know. So he's like, oh, my God. And then, so, like, at this point, I was like, okay, I had no care where I'm getting my butt over this rope. And and I did, but, like, to, like, you know, a crash landing a lot of the times. And, man, by the time I was done with that training session, I had so many bruises over my body. I didn't need, I was like, I felt like crying in my car. Like, Oh my God, this is really, this is really worth it. But I came back the next night at open gym when I didn't have that pressure of the, the trainer, like yelling at us and stuff. And I had more of a, more of a calm supportive atmosphere, uh, as far as encouraging me in more of a positive way, rather than like this urgent, like, you know, get, get it through your thick school kind of way. And, uh, and, and I started nailing it and I was like really proud of myself. So, Anytime that I got to do it, uh, you know, and that, that, that seemed to be like one of the crazier things that I I did it uh there. I, I don't remember too many gimmick matches. I do remember the uh the Reno Scum had like a street fight against two other guys. I can't remember who they were off the top of my head at the first Pacifica show we did with Fog City and they fought all over the place and that was that was pretty wild. Um, were, and, you you know, ref- a were you unit. the referee Were you the refer the bottom necro?
2: Was that at the Cow Palace?
1: No. No, 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 no. That was that was at the DNA. No, I I, I wasn't.
4: I think Kevin Gill uh yeah, that. Yeah, I think one. it was Gill.
1: But that's the wildest match I have I've ever I s isi I saw with Gold Rush. I mean with uh uh Fog City. Fog City. It's not the wildest match yeah. that I've seen live. That would be Vic Grimes and Aaron O'Grady, july eighteenth,
5: nineteen
1: ninety seven. Wow, you saw that live? Oh, I was there.
4: Matt was there. Yeah, mad respect to Necro Butcher and all the crazy things and sacrifices he made for this business. I I was lucky enough to get to work alongside him a lot at JCW uh, when he was pretty popular and doing a lot of stuff over there. Um, But, yeah. Now, I remember a pretty crazy one where he, like, uh, that we had a four-way at the Cow Palace for some sort of rave, um, like, Halloween. Oh, no, no.
1: That was the the, uh... (laughs) – Wait, what what wait no, that wasn't the two thousand seven uh deal, was it?
4: No, I think it might have been two thousand eight or two thousand nine. But I just remember Necro Butcher, he had a uh he had a staple gun and I was standing there and he starts encroaching towards me and I said, Well either I'm gonna be a dumbass and stand here or I'm just gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna get the hell out of Dodge and I did and then the funny thing was is he chased me around the ring and as the other three competitors were there, and he was running after me, he would staple them as he was running by, <laughs> running by them. So I finally got in the ring, and someone luckily cut him off, and I was like, Oh, thank God, because I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't expecting to get stapled that night. You know what I mean? But uh, <laughs> you, know, uh, you gotta, gotta be on your toes when you're a ref, you know, because anything can happen. So, and That's what I was trained to, trained to deal with. Jesus. So yeah, Touching touch to on, touch on Fox City though, like I, I really, really appreciated the you know, um, Steve Armani and, and Caesar Black in my earlier career giving me the opportunity. I remember uh when Kevin Gill was gonna be like the commissioner, they did a big segment in my hometown of Pacifica and they, you know, doned me the senior official spot, you know, and that was that was real special for me to, you know, kind of have that honor bestowed in my hometown because that was one of the things of why Fog City came was because I, I always like APW ran in Pacifica like late '99, early 2000s, and then they had like a really long hiatus, uh, and um, and when and when I started getting the business, I you know I was doing a lot of shows and I was in these multi-purpose rooms and these cafeterias doing shows in other cities, and you know I worked for a school district for the shoot job, and I'm like I'm in there and I'm thinking man like we could totally do a show in this place, and so I you know I hit up Dom and Steve and I said. Hey man, let's uh let's do something in Pacifica, you know, like 'cause the DNA Lounge was a really really cool venue and they they did a lot of really cool stuff, but I don't think the draw was meeting the budget. And I, you know, I don't like seeing that happen to companies mm-hmm. I work for because you know I don't I don't want it to, you know, become a sinking ship. So I, I said, hey, you know, let's do it over here. The prices are good. You know, we can do fundraisers so we can, you know, to create a buzz and get some more community support. You know, because running shows in San Francisco can be pretty hard, you know. But when you're doing it in a little town and you kind of, like, you know, get a little fundraiser event going on and you give out some free tickets, and that's one thing I have to really credit, like, Steve Armani for is taking me out and teaching me how to how to get sponsorships and, and how to approach businesses to buy into, you know, helping out your company because, um, you know, sponsorships along the way for Gold Rush have, you know, been uh, a big thing that, you know, it's, it's really hard because it's, like, First of, the first approach usually isn't the, you know, the, the deal sealer. It's usually like the third or fourth time of following up, and you know, kind of like getting it all figured out, and then having a look at it, and then going back, but then they're not there, and then you got to go back again. But but
2: it, it really helps
4: out your company if you want to make some money to go get sponsorships, and that's that's something that Steve definitely uh, you know instilled in me during my time with that. I, I kind of felt like I was interning on learning how to run a show. Uh, by by helping uh-huh. out Steve and uh, Dominic, and uh, hanging out, hanging up posters all over town, and you know having the pitch to sell tickets, and uh, I think we did we did really good, you know. And, um, and then later on, you know that they they it, 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 they, they they split ways, and uh, I started helping out Knox Pro, and they they started coming up, and uh, we were doing territory league, and they wanted to really test out this new idea of like uh, wrestling teams that represent cities, mm-hmm. So we did like an LA versus SF down in LA, was, LA where that the was that a guys. fun show. That was yeah, fun. It was.
1: I loved it. It. Was. it was different.
4: Yeah, when we when we were down in LA the idea was is that when we were in LA the San Francisco guys were the heels and the LA guys were the faces. Mm-hmm. And then we like I don't know if it was like a two weeks or something it was pretty close <laughs> in proximity and then they wanted to do a, sh- a show up in the San Francisco area, so uh, I, I helped them out with that, and, um, and, uh, and then San Francisco was the baby faces, when we did a stuff up here in L.A. was the heels, because they weren't the home team, you know, root, root, root for the home team, and, uh, and, and it, was a, it was a really fun concept, you know, where they'd have these cages on the sides of the rings, and. Uh, they'd have the heavyweight division, the tag team division, the cruiserweight division, the luchador division, and the division. women. <laughs> and I think they've you know messed around with like women's division and stuff later on yeah. down the line. But um, man, those this showed up in.
2: And
4: uh, <clears throat> I remember one of the one of these ladies in a muumuu took off her shoe and she started hitting one of the commandos because we did a an angle where after they won, like the security guards ended up turning into like you know uh, a spy team, uh, if you will. That was the so Bay cool. Area.
1: Union, Bay Union, I think it was. But, yeah, I remember it.
4: Base. I think the Bay City Union it. was the San Francisco team. Yeah,
1: like the, Bay yeah Palita, well, the Tunsies got with Marcus and yeah, beat up everybody. <laughs> but, yeah, that was, yeah, it was, great. That that was great. good stuff.
2: Well, I got a good question, Sparky. Probably no one's asked you in a long time. And all the years I'm you've sure. been ref- has any match ever turned into a shoot and there was really nothing you could do about it? You know, I've had a couple matches where guys or gals,
4: uh, you know, went a little roughshod on each other. Um, you know, you try to quell the situation. There's been times where I was like, you
2: know,
4: <laughs> I remember one time uh, we were at uh, Stoner U and Jesus Cruz was facing Drugs Bunny and they were doing this thing on the outside and Jesus was just throwing some haymakers, man. I even tried to, like, you know, kind of do the thing where you kind of get in to try to stop a guy from, like, punching on dude. And, and, man, he reached back and even knocked me back. And the next thing I know, we get in the ring, and Mikey's like, what's going on? I said, I don't know, but maybe we should tag out, because I think it was a tag match of some sort. And uh, and in the end, uh, you know, at the end, I think we were all a little confused, but then it was funny, because then Jesus uh, Cruz tells Mikey, take over. And he's like, what? What? Are you serious? Like, I, I thought, you, I, thought you, I did something, and you were mad at me. And then uh, when we went in the back, it was the funniest thing, and Cruz is like, oh, Mikey, we brought the fire out of each other tonight, man. That was awesome. And he goes, dude. Well, if you wanted to bring the fire, just let me know, man. I thought you were really trying to shoot on me. And I was like, I thought he was trying to shoot on him, too. I didn't know what the heck was going on. But, uh, you know, in the end, every, everything was cool. And, uh, you know, some people just wrestle a little more snugger than others, you know. And, uh, you know, I had another match where, you know, a guy uh, was wrestling a girl. And uh, I guess she had said some things that, you know, he wasn't happy about. And they had a match. And he kind of, you know, shot the finish on her and stuff. And I, I thought she was hurt. And that's why we went home early. But apparently... Uh, he had, a he had other issues that he felt needed to be dealt with in a, in a pinning, shoe pinning fashion for whatever reason. Um, but no, most of the time, you know, like, we're all professional, man, you know, like, uh, we're all brothers and sisters. We all got to look out for each other. You got to protect yourself. You definitely have to pre- protect your opponent. You know, do feelings get involved and, and people's feelings get hurt and do people get hurt physically? Yeah, you know, it, it, it it's not, not exactly ballet, but, uh, I think at the end of the day, even when you don't like people in the business, you have to respect them for the respect of the business. You know what I mean? So, as I always say, you don't have to really like who you work for, but you just still have to respect, you know, what we're all here for. You know, so sometimes yeah, exactly that you know, each, each end grant.
1: <laughs> uh, you know that that's my that's my outlook is that if you have the set of stones to train. And you know, wipe your feet and get in the ring. You get my respect for that. And then, then we build on that. That's that's the that's the foundation, and then we build our relationship from there. As you know, a, a fan slash media, whatever the fuck you want to call my dumbass. The thing is, it's a symbiotic relationship, and we really saw that last night at Lucian's party, where there was a very small amount of smart. People in the crowd, and then there were not even casual. I mean, uh, Lucian's coworkers, and then the, his family, and it was just—it was an odd evening, and I, I just it just felt weird because I, I just wanted to like slap someone in and make them clap, and it, it's just odd. <laughs> and,
2: yeah, that was am of where the Last Fred. night was like trout. You know when you pull a trout out of the stream and its mouth opens up. That that's just what they reminded me of. They they just weren't making any noise, but they grabbed the pizzas. But no, I mean that last night was awesome, though, Mark. that I mean it was awesome. Derek Derek th- and Mike th- put th- on a show, Sparky. What what did you think of that match? Oh,
4: I I thought it was great, man. I'm I'm proud of all those kids and, and what Lucian and everybody did uh, for his birthday, and uh, and also for what we're doing with the Legends shows. Like you know it it's it's, it's it's a great sense of pride to know that you've mentored kids to be able to run events on their own without even needing you around, you know, as long as they got the proper resources, you know, anything's possible. It's just, um, and, you know, like for like some of the fans, you know, like uh, you, you do get the fans who aren't really wrestling fans. And I think sometimes they don't know if it's appro- if it's appropriate to be able to, you know, hoot and holler. I think, I think having a couple drummer boys like Matt in the crowd is, you know, can be good because they realize, hey, I can bang on the guardrails, and hey, I can shout things at the wrestlers from time to time, and you know, get a, get a reaction from them, or you know, get into the clap of you know, trying to get a guy to get his comeback and these kind of things. Sometimes it just takes that first person to break the ice and clap, and the next thing you know, everybody gets into it. I mean, I think everybody, regardless of their passion for pro wrestling as a pro wrestling fan, I think everybody walked out of there really appreciating that night and felt like that special aurora that came out of, you know, celebrating a, a good brother of ours' birthday, you know, in, a, in, a, in, a, in the best way that we possibly know how, with a pro wrestling show, you know.
2: Oh, it, it, now, it was it was great. Uh, Matt, you know, you were the most active one there for a while. I do have to say, you know, you drummed up some support I do with the <laughs> I, fans. I, I try. <laughs> Even I blow
1: up, though, Fred. Come on.
2: Oh, I know, no. I know. There, there, there was one fan last night that was drinking beer, and I went up to him and took the beer from him, and he gave me this real mean look, and then I smiled, you know, kind of like a smart-ass <laughs> smile, and he caught the drift. So, uh. <laughs> But uh, yeah, Sparky's right. Some people, you know, maybe those guys had never been to a match and just went to support Lucian, you know. But he packed the place last night. I was surprised. Oh man, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, he did, he did a good job, man. He, he did better than
4: he's done. He did better than some events that have been thrown in there, huh?
1: Oh, <laughs> don't throw Scott <laughs> under the
2: bus. Oh wait, I I'm just did. <laughs> Shit.
1: I love you, bro. It was
2: great though, Sparky, that to watch you, you didn't have to do anything for once. You know, you were yeah, in the back incognito, like and uh, sitting in the stand, you know, with the fans and in, in, in the in the seats there, and uh, it was it was cool to see you not have to do anything.
4: You know, sometimes you know, like you put so much hard work in a pro wrestling that sometimes you you forget to take a step back and get to smell the roses and appreciate, you know, the the fruit of all the hard work that, you know, you've, you've put into the, the company and, and the time that you've uh, invested into, you know, smartening up the kids to be successful. And, uh, you know, I, I, I fully enjoyed last night, and, uh, and, and it makes me feel comfortable. Because when I first started out, it was hard for me to let go of, of responsibilities, you know, because, you know, they say if you want to do it right, you gotta, you, know, you got to do it yourself. And it just took me a while to make sure that, you know, I had these kids you know, knowing what I was going to say before I said it, so then that way, uh, you know, that they they would grasp it, you know, and, and hopefully they can run further than what we're doing at the gold mine with it, you know, so.
2: Well, now that you said so, yeah, that, it, I, I mentioned it, it, earlier about Kenta Murray, uh, WWE <laughs> signed him evidently, and he actually beat The Miz tonight on SmackDown. They're running an angle with him. Hmm. So right. that's one of the kids wow. from, you um, know, uh...
4: Making good. There you go. No, I, love I, I,
2: lo-
4: I, I, I love seeing my uh my students and my peers success. It's it's great to see uh people like, you know, that were just the regular Joe Schmo who just put that extra grind into to merch, into training, into weightlifting, into their diet and and really just, you know, putting it out there and giving, you know, the the fans the best matches possible. Like, um it makes me excited to see uh you know the success of Thunder Rosa and, you know, uh, my other students, like with Derek Slade and the things that he's been doing in the last year, I've been thoroughly impressed with him picking up a lot of the details of the things I've been trying to drill into all their heads, and, um, and when I see it come to fruition I'm just like, oh, man, it makes me mark out, because I'm like, oh, he gets it, you know, and, and that, that makes me so happy, man, I just, I can't tell you.
1: Oh, now, <laughs> hold, hold on a second, Fred, I, I do have to give, Sparky, you and your school credit that You don't just train one thing. You cross train. Uh, People learn, you know, the
4: referee. They yeah, I definitely preach like, hey, I'm not here to make you into a wrestler, into a manager, into a referee. I'm here to turn you into a pro wrestling worker, which Mm -hmm. goes just beyond what you're doing in the ring. You know, I want them to understand how the whole machine works. I want them to, you know, spend a little time in the snack bar, spend time doing the the sounds, spend some time, you know, doing the switchboard, spend some time doing the lights, spend some time being security. Spend some time being the ticket uh, getter. Uh, be, you know, I I always uh, try to push. Uh, you know, having my announcers are always have always been my students. You know, uh, giving them that opportunity. Uh, you know, and a lot of kids like, um, you know, Carlos right now. Um, he you know he's training to be a wrestler, but in the meantime I got him him reffing, You know, so that he when he when he is a wrestler, hopefully he'll understand how to use a referee better than the other kids because he actually was one. You know. Um, yeah I, I i you know going out there and setting up a ring how to put together a show you know i mean I feel like blessed to be in a in a position that you know was given to me with rival forge where you know getting to getting to book a company uh you know uh the show and giving uh, lucian the opportunity to to book the legends i don't you know he 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 gives me the final check on things you know to see if there's any holes or things that I might want to suggest but otherwise i mean the guys you know you, you've got a really good understanding of it and some things i'm like eh, i don't know if that's going to work but i i feel like it's you know my job as a mentor and a, you know someone who's running the school to give to give my students a chance to fail too you know uh, because you're going to learn a lot more from you know your mistakes and failures than you are from people going oh that was a really good job you know but because we can always all get better, you know, and it's, it's having that advice. So, you know, to be able to give Lucian the opportunity to book without having the pressure of, you know, all the other things that come along with promoting, you know, an event and getting to do it in a television style format, you know, I feel like, you know, he's transcended past just being a manager. He's, you know, he's a pro wrestling worker. You know, in in and on, on a lot of different levels. And uh, I couldn't be prouder of uh, you know the things he's done and and the opportunities I've been able to give him. Because you know, I can give them the ball and they can drop it, or I can give it to them and they can they can run a home run and they can run it even further than I can see. You know, and uh, I love it when we come up with ideas at the gold mine. You know, with um you know Mr. Goldsworth and you know <laughs> <O-new> I'm waiting. <laughs> and, you know, Eki Soul and all these guys and. And not only like, you know, giving them a platform to, you know, uh, you know, perfect that character, but when other people see what they're doing at Gold Rush, you know, they say, hey, man, I really like that. I want to book that on my company. I I wholeheartedly support them taking that gimmick and running as far as they can with it, you know, because I think it's great that we could come up with something, you know, when we're brainstorming at the gold mine that other people, uh, you know, pop off of and want to, you know, give an opportunity to, you know, one of the... One of the proud moments that I've had was when uh, Pinoy Pride won the Hayward Arena Tag Team Titles. You know, I thought that was I thought that was great. You know, um, you know uh, the Berkeley Brawler winning the Intergalactic Tag Team Championships with his tag team partner Shenari, You know, at Hood Slam. I know that guy worked really hard from being a camera guy and doing a lot of backstage stuff to working all the Stoner U shows and, you know, working up the the ranks over there and, you know, earning his respect from those guys and, you know, showing them that he's a company man, just like I I trained them all to do. I I think the one thing that makes, you know, the Goldmine special is that, you know, we don't just do stuff for ourselves and that's it. You know, we do stuff for APW, National Pro Wrestling League, uh, Joe's Rumble in the Redwoods. Um, you know, I've I've done ring rentals for pretty much almost every company in NorCal, and, and I feel like you know half of it's just getting out there and meeting people and shaking their hands and, and networking. You know, because you're not going to get booked or by sitting on your couch wondering how to get booked. Half of it's mm-hmm. just showing up with a good attitude and, and being properly prepared for you know unexpected situations and some that you know uh, you get an opportunity. Like I remember I I, I vouched for uh, Dominic and Charlie to have a, a dark match at a company, and, uh, the next show that they had, they booked them both on the main roster, and, you know, so, and, and they weren't promised anything, they just were there to set up the ring, and they had their gear just in case, and, you know, I, I always try to look out for my kids when I can, and, you know, honestly, the the ring gets us more bookings than a lot of them have probably gotten on their own, you know, reaching out saying, hey, can I get a book, a booking out of it, you know, um, because, you know, the promoters see the hard work these kids are putting in. They know they're the first one there. They know they're going to be the last ones to leave. And they know that they have, you know, good training, not only inside the ring, but the mentality of what it takes to to be a professional on the outside of the ring. You know, that's one thing that I think a, a lot of people who are training forget, that it's not just showing up to wipe your feet to get in the ring and training. It's, a lot of it has to do with what are you doing on the outside of the ring. That's going to get you on the inside of the ring, you know, and, and, and just, when you think no one's watching you, busting your butt, believe me, they are. You know, people people take notice. And when when I have a promoter or a worker who comes up to me without, you know, even needing to, and they say, hey, Sparky, I just want to let you know, man, I'm really impressed with your crew and how well they work together as a team and how efficient they are with everything. Like, wow, I'm really impressed, you know. And I think that just goes into the, the reputation and experience that – you know, helped me get out there, you know, I'm just teaching these kids what I, what worked for me, you know, I wanted to get on BTW, I went out there and helped them with their ring, you know, when Gabe started Revolution, I was helping him out with his ring before he had a school, I did the same thing with Billy Blade before he had the KFA College, you know, I was was helping out a lot of people, because one, I really wanted to be there, and two, you know, I wanted to earn my spot, you know, and, and now these are companies that, like, whenever they do a show, you know, they don't have to call and say, hey, Sparky, are you available? You know, or I, I don't have to call them and say, hey, am I booked on this event? You know, they know that my commitment and consistency and what I've brought to the table for the past decade, you know, speaks for itself. I mean, if anything, I only need to call some of these guys to tell them if I can't make it, and I hate doing that, because, you know, pro wrestling's my life, and it's what I love to do, so. Um, so, yeah, hard work pays off, you know, I, I can't express you know wear black clothes bring your gear get in the car with some vets, shake some hands be willing to help out in any aspect possible you know and just never take no for an answer because if there's anything i've learned is that you know any promotion can never have enough helping hands you know um and why not why not be a positive addition and, and add an extra an extra set of hands because many hands make light work and you know when you're helping out as a student you know you're helping out other other uh, students at other companies and more than likely those are going to be your peers that you're going to be wrestling when you debut you know because they're on the right on the same timeline of the path that, that you're on you know to, to get out there and. You know, this this business is a lot about vouching for each other and, you know, no one wants to waste a voucher on a lazy guy who who's not willing to put in the work and is going to smirch their name. Cause you know, the promoter might say, Hey Sparky, you got any good guys? You know, I'm not going to, I'm going to make sure whoever I vouch for is going to deliver exactly what this guy is going to need because I want him to ask me again so I can give more people opportunities. And I can't waste that on people who aren't putting in that extra effort, you know, and, I'm watching just as much as everybody else, not only at my shows, but when I go to other shows too, you know, which kids helping out and, and busting their butt, you know, and, and which ones are just sitting on their ass checking out their phones, you know. Not to say that I'm not guilty of that myself from time to time, but, um, you know, obviously I want the go-getters, you know, the ones that are really going to help benefit my company rather than the ones who just are looking for a handout, you know, because they want something to do that weekend, you know. You know, two guys that I can think of off the top of my head are, are uh, Peter Inkey and, uh, you know, Brandon Humphrey, you know, two guys from PCW, you know, those guys have been going out of their way and showing, you know, Gold Rush a lot of faith and helping out and a lot of other avenues beyond just being in the ring. And I can't speak more highly of, you know, Zach's uh, students who, you know, get out of Orville and, uh, you know, make the most of the opportunities that, you know, uh, having a trainer like MPT can offer you, you know. so um, So kudos to those two guys for sure.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, I try and make myself I, as useful as possible. Whatever, if I'm at all pro wrestling, the gold mine, uh, even BTW, uh, I think it's a thrill. And a pl- I think it's it's a thrill to take a ring down. I, you know, maybe call me stupid, but uh, I enjoy it. You know, just thinking no, about who's been in that ring.
4: Your are attitude it shows is refreshing to me, Fred. Anytime anything has been needed, hey, we need get water from the store. Hey, we need to go pick this guy up from the airport, you know, or, hey, we need someone to do security or whatever it is, you've always been, uh, you're a go-getter. And, uh, and I, I really appreciate having, uh, you know, guys with that type of attitude on the crew. Um,
2: I will always uh, be that way. It's a, I mean, if, yeah. if you think about the legacy and the, oh, I'm missing a word, uh, the history of, of, of the guys that have stepped in the ring before you. It's like you don't want to, you know, you don't want to slap them in the face by not caring about what you do when it's in wrestling. I mean, that's where I'm coming from. And Matt, you could laugh at me, call me a greenhorn all you want, but <laughs> that's where I'm coming from. It's a pleasure to be involved in the business, and it's it's just an amazing. I can tell, feeling. Freddie.
1: I can <laughs> tell. Yeah, it's it's really hard for you to hide that shit-eating grin that you have. I know it, <laughs> but. You know what? You work hard, and you play hard, Oh, that's
2: going to come in handy soon. But, uh, nah, it's an amazing uh, school that you run, Sparky. I, I recommend it to anybody that wants anything to do with the business. It's Everybody's a family. You stress, respect, you shake everybody's hand every single time you show up and leave. Uh, nobody's ego is bigger than anybody else's. Uh, I mean, I've been involved in the comedy world for 30 years, And I pray to God I had a comedy club run like the way you run your school. I'd still be in the business, you know. Um, (laughs) I've I've always thought wrestlers and comics are kind of like the same when it comes to ego. uh, Because you're individually out there doing things, you know, and showing your wares and telling your jokes and showing your moves, you know. And you only got so much time out in the public eye, like what, 15, 20 minutes is an average match, 15, 20 minutes is an average comedy set but that's where the comparison stops because there's comedy. There wasn't much of a family outside of your own little clique, but in wrestling, I mean, every show I've been to with you guys, Sparky, people have been gone out of their way, shake your hands, you know, ask how you're doing. It's amazing how many people know my name. You know, uh, Matt could put a cut down there where he feels like it, but uh, I love it. And your school has just brought so much to me. It's, I'll I'll stop there. I'll stop gushing. There's
1: there's one well, statement yeah, well, that that well. I that I have to make, Sparky is and and there are quite a few people that will echo this sentiment. You have taken the boot camp, and you I know I know for a fact that you have made Roland proud. You've carried on the legacy, and again, as a fan, media, whatever the fuck you want to call me, I thank you for picking up, you know, what was left of, of the boot camp and, and carrying on Roland's legacy and, uh, you know, also teaching, you know, our, our kids and even our older kids, you know, how to be professionals in in a business that we all love. And, again, I thank you from the bottom of my heart.
4: Well, I, I, I appreciate it. It's, it's honestly, it's been an honor uh, to, you know, try my best to uh, – you know, fill the shoes that, that, that Roland left here, you know, by, by no means am I any close to being a godfather in, in any terms like he was, but, uh, you know, like, I, I I definitely, um, you know, I took a lot of, uh, the standards and, you know, words of wisdom that Roland instilled in all of us, you know, and it was, it was, it was a real sad day when, uh, you know, when, when it all kind of, you know, came apart and Roland passed away and, you know, we had the memorial show, which was amazingly, uh, you know, a, a amazing show that went to like two o'clock in the morning, you know, because there were so many people there that you know wanted to pay their respects in the ring and outside of the ring for for that man and all the uh, you know speeches that were were made that night were so heartfelt. Um, but like when they when they when they changed the locks on us and we didn't have the building anymore, it was you know a lot of people just thought, oh, that's it, you know, that's it's done, you know. And I, to me, it was like, no, no like APW isn't the the garage, the APW is, is in all of us. You know what I mean? Like the garage is building. Did it have amazing memories? Did, do we have a lot of good times here? Yeah. You know, we did, but I, I didn't want to see it. end. and I know Marcus Mack didn't want to see it. end. and I know that like some of the people that, uh, you know, Roland, I think it was hoping would continue it on. I don't, I don't think they wanted to invest that much time, uh, in, into it because, uh, let me tell you, my, my life changed the day that I took over the boot camp. You know, like, it's, it's seriously like a second job. Um, and, you know, there's so many uh, things you got to think about and worry about, you know, from getting new students to making sure your students are doing good to, you know, making sure that you keep the lights on and the roof over your head and making sure that there's continual, um, you know, things for us to be a part of and to do. Because um, I, I just didn't want us just to stay stagnant and just you know stay in the gold mine. I, I wanted us to you know do as much as as possible with with the time that we had. And you know, some people said, you know, well, Sparky, if you're if you're taking it over, why, you know, why don't you name it something else like Gold Rush Academy or something? And, and I said, well, because you know, I'm not I'm not changing anything. I, I still have the APW Bible. I'm still running it the same exact way Roland did, as far as you know how we structured our classes and how we have a test at the end of every six months just to kind of evaluate where our guys are at, you know, making sure that, you know, the APW Bible, the book. You know, it wasn't broken.
1: I, Sparky, it wasn't no, broken. It was, it
4: no, not, not, not at all. You know, and, and honestly, I was, I was past, like, it, you know. Yeah, I was like, you know, the APW name had such a a value with the boot camp. Like, why, why would I want to change that? I didn't change anything. I'm, I'm basically – getting in the driver's seat and continue rolling on with the way that we had it, you know, uh, originally Dylan Drake and the golden boy, Dylan Drake, and uh, out of control, Matt Carlos, you know, they, you know, APW born and bred trainers, uh, you know, they came over with me and, uh, you know, helped start up the school. And, you know, we've evolved since then, Uh, you know, bringing in guys like Boyce and Rick and a couple other special dress trainers here and there. Uh, Johnny Dynamo has been a, Huge, huge help in the in the evolution of uh, of what we've done. Honestly, if it wasn't for like Johnny and Ethan and uh, Lucian Delight and uh, you know even Jacob Lee and Manny Mars and all these guys who you know believed in me from doing it from day one and you know helping me continue it on till today, um, you know because I think even you know I think a lot of people had their doubts. Well, what's this referee think he's doing? Trying to carry on Roland's thing? But like I had I was I was in the thick of my passion, man, and I. And how could you be not passionate about your homestead, you know, like, like you know Marcus Mack is the promoter of a p w but in my heart you know a p w is just as much mine as it is his, and the collaboration of me running the school and him running the promotion, and us being able to kind of you know in a way we kind of had to split Roland 's Pat into two just to be able to make it successful but like but like you said, like I think what Marcus Mack has done with a p w promotion on the promotional land has you know completely exceeded anything that Roland thought would be possible, and, you know the the fact that we did two cow palace shows in one year, you know, that he put on, I, I know, mm-hmm. I know Rowan was up there looking down on us, you know, going, Hey, huge. Look,
2: those are my, huge shit eating look, grin look on his face. You
4: guys are doing, huge. You know? like, here's, here's Sparky Ballard, you know I mean? Even though we lost the garage and the special place it is, I honestly feel that the gold mine is 10 times better than, than the garage as far as the aesthetics of, you know, fans being able to go to the bathroom during the show instead of having to wait for intermission. The fact that you know we're able to charge fans so we can actually create some revenue to kind of in, reinvest into the cool things of the lighting system and everything else that we got. You know, the the lights that we have all dialed in, the the entranceway that we got. Um, you know, I feel like I feel like in a dark day, you know, we actually shine so much brighter out of, out of um, you know what what Rolling uh, left left us to, to carry on with, you know, and, uh, you know, it just, it just makes me really happy to know that, uh, I could play a big part in, in, in continuing on with, which so many hold dear and to not let it, you know, pass away just with Roland, you know, Cause like I said, APW, you know, he came up with it. It was his baby, man, you know, but, uh, you know, APW is us, you know, we, we are the product of the APW, uh, boot camp and, and, and here we are, you know, carrying it on past his death and, uh. You know, it's 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 an honor. It's an honor to be able to 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 do that for Roland because um, I know how much it would mean for him to know that the the school still continued on, still putting out great talent. We're still putting on amazing shows. Um, yeah. So thank you for that, you know, because sometimes, you know, you feel like you're just in the daily grind and you wonder, if does anybody even really care? <laughs> you know what I mean? Obviously, I, I do a lot of this for myself because I, I get to share my undying passion for pro wrestling with with students, uh, you know, three times a week and, and get to hang out with them, like, usually a lot of times, three days, three times out of the weekend. Um, so it's it's a it's a great uh thing for me too to be able to surround myself with people who are so passionate and hungry and have that fire in their belly because honestly it, it you know having guys like Fred who are all excited, guys like Carlos who are excited about oh man, we get to go to this, that's great, man, I'm so excited and it's like man that that just re rekindles my fire you know to 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 help me be you know excited about stuff that you know sometimes can seem a little ruddy or redundant, you know what I mean um. Uh-huh. Knowing that my students are excited about it, you know, re- reintervates my uh, my excitement about stuff too. Knowing that I get to share this experience with them. So.
1: All right, Fred. I'm going to let you have one more question with the boss, and then we'll we'll wrap up because uh, <laughs> Jeff has giving me the go home sign.
2: Oh, your coffee's getting cold, huh? The donuts are gone, mm-hmm. huh? Okay, no. all right. <laughs> I'll take it from here, Greenhorn. Um, Sparky let let me ask you this I I, I asked you this once before When you were interviewing me a long time ago uh, But to come to class uh, What's your first Memory of professional wrestling I mean your very first Like when you saw it on TV Who was it
4: You know some of my favorites Were uh, Mr. Perfect The Red Rooster And The Ultimate Warrior Um, And I remember I remember when I would first watch wrestling, uh, My, I'd stay at my grandma's house and she would try to figure out something to keep me busy. So she'd take me to the movie store and I would always somehow gravitate to the wrestling stuff, the Royal rumble and the survivor series and all these Best you know, of the crazy pay-per-view yeah. events. Yeah. Yeah. And she, she would run them for me and, uh, and then she actually had a tape dubber, so she'd tape dub him for me so I could take it home. And uh, I just remember I'd get so mad when, when, when uh, Mr. Perfect would lose. I'm like, he's not supposed to lose. He's supposed to be perfect, you know. <laughs> um, and and, 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 and I, maybe I was a little, uh, you know, uh, I like the Red Rooster because, like, I had chickens at the time in my backyard. So I think, like, seeing a guy being a Red Rooster and doing the little – it was Terry Taylor, right? Is that who was the Red Rooster? Yeah, Terry. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and he do the he he do the he do like the little head juke like a like a chicken would when they walked and 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 the Ultimate Warrior man he was just so intense man I mean how could you how could you deny not being able to pay attention to the you know craziness that was coming out of that guy's mouth you know and when he would shake the ropes and the, you know the remember the the match between uh, Hogan and, and and Ultimate Warrior was such like a big deal with the unstoppable force versus the immovable object and uh, it, was, it was great stuff man.
2: Well, I have have one last quick question. I'm surprised Matt didn't ask it. Uh, You're the heel referee with La Migra. How did that come about? I've always wanted to ask you that.
4: Yeah, so, you know, Gabe Ramirez always, uh, you know, uh, he he runs a lucha company, so he likes to kind of, like, you know, shake it up. He's kind of half American, half lucha. He brings some really big lucha stars from, you know, AAA, CML, you know, and even beyond that. Um, but you know, the one mainstay of like the guys that originally started, I think with like Oliver John and Derek Sanders. Um, I know Brian Cage was a part of it for a while. It's kind of morphed into now being J.R. Kratos and Colt Stevens who are two great guys. Um, you know, I was, you know, I, I like I said, I had been refing for Gabe at, uh, Revolution since day one, When since the day that he announced that he was breaking away from APW to go start his own company. You know, I think I'm actually the longest running, uh, Employee that Gabe has from day one to to today, so you know I'm, I'm pretty prideful and knowing that I I've been there to see all the the changes and and to be a part of that. But I think he wanted to kind of you know add a heel element to to the refing, and you know he had pitched it to me, uh, you know, and I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm down to do whatever, you know. Anytime someone like throws a challenge out, you know, to try to do something a little different, you know, I'm I'm all for you know giving it a shot, you know. What what can we do? Can we fail or we can succeed, you know. So I went out and I bought, like, the suspenders because I started watching, like, some, a lot of, like, AAA stuff. And I started noticing. That, you know, referees always <laughs> Yeah, he always had these suspenders on and stuff. And since I was with Migra, I went out and I got, like, a, a green military shirt, just a plain green one. And then so I, uh, yeah, I came out there as that. And honestly, like, you know, like, uh. Like, for Revolution, they, di- they didn't really have, like, a lot of storylines. And it was kind of like, we were, you know, he was he's a really smart promoter in the fact that he, he does shows in a lot of different towns. So he never oversaturates one area. So when he goes there, the circus is coming. And, you know, I can't speak more highly of Gabe as a promoter and a marketer when it comes to knowing what his target audience is and always really packing the house. And um, so when he wanted me to do this, I you know, like, I was starting to kind of get a little burnt out just because I felt like he was just a little you know we sometimes we we're just doing the same kind of matches that there was really no like you know payoff to it it was just the match you know so I feel like with you know giving me the opportunity to do La Migra I really like uh re- definitely rekindled my my uh my my love and passion for what I had going on over there because it gave me it challenged me I wasn't I wasn't feeling bored you know and uh and he was like all right you got to go out there and you know you know just be crooked and do this stuff and so I'd go out there and I, I would do it and I'd get the fans all riled up and I'd come back and, you know, normally, you know, when you, normally when you mess up and you do those kind of things, when you get to the back, someone yells at you, you know, like, what the heck were you doing, you know, and Gabe would be back, uh-huh. there go, oh man, that was great, that was great, and I'd think to myself, all right, cool, i got to figure out how to push the envelope just a little bit more on the next one, you know, like, how much stuff can I do before Gabe goes, hey, whoa, 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 that, that's, that's too much, you know what I mean, so, but, uh, you uh-huh. know, I did it in little small baby steps and doses, you know, i They've got me involved in matches where I'm kicking guys and doing other, like, silly things. You know, a lot of these things I'm not even calling. These are things that, you know, are saying, hey, this would be great if we did this. You know, I have a couple little go-to things that I like to, to incorporate if I can, if it fits, great. If not, I just do it uh, what w- we we'll plan on. But, you know, it's so much fun getting to be the polar opposite of being, you know, the in the middle, unbiased. You know, I, I'm almost become, like, more of a character than, like, a referee, you know. Um and so it's Right, you a chance exactly, really, you know, like, and then and I'll end
2: thing. it, uh, that gimmick is from, uh, well, not from, but Mike LaBelle used Roddy Piper like that as a heel referee for about two months, maybe, which would be eight cards, you know, eight, eight, uh, yeah, eight cards at the Olympic Auditorium, and basically he did everything, you know, you're doing. But I think you do it with a little bit more style. I mean, I, I love the, the, the one, two, and then the three count. The Shake of, a hand. of the hand in the air. And anyway, I, I've said my piece. I know Matt has to get going and get more coffee and feed peanuts. No, no, cereal. we have to
1: go Thanksgiving shopping, Fred. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, well, yeah, night you know is easier. There's less get...
2: people. And, uh, yeah. Well, Sparky, I want to thank you for coming on. I'm going to sign uh, off here and let Matt sign off on his show. Instead of hogging time like I love to do with Matt and uh, yeah, I nice. will see you during the uh, tomorrow night Sparky and thanks for coming on the show and Matt thanks for having no me
1: not a problem Freddie I'll I plug you on the you way guys. out alright brother I'm going to cut you off so I can uh, wrap up with the, with the boss and I will plug your all, all the things that need to be plugged at the end of the show
2: uh, no problem DERFCAST at soundcloud.com all caps DERFCAST that's it that's the only place you can get my podcast and look for bigger and better things from Freddie Lazarus coming up very soon. Thanks.
1: Such a dashing young man. Let's <laughs> <laughs> see what I did there. So yeah, well, thank you
4: how you how could
1: people go me. about contacting you uh about A signing up to you know, uh, join the boot camp, uh the next class is in January. Um or I mean you also mentioned ring rental, uh or even Coming out and and uh, uh, you know re- refereeing for for a company or maybe even referee seminars, which I think you should start to take advantage of. Um,
2: yeah, I, I've, honestly, I've
4: done, a, I've done a couple. I've done a couple. Uh, they're a lot of fun. You get me rambling about pro wrestling, and I won't stop. But yeah, uh, you could go on to if you if you want to if you want to send a, an email to Gold Pro at yahoo.com, uh, for any inquiries about, you know, training. I believe we're doing our orientation the first Wednesday of January. Um, so I'm really excited to start up uh, our next class uh, of boot camp. Um, you can find me on Facebook at Sparky Ballard. And that's spelled S-P-A-R-K-E-Y. Um, and then I also have a Twitter, which is Sparky underscore B. And, um... If anything, just go to a local wrestling show, and probably nine times out of ten, you'll be able to catch me there. So.
1: Wow, we've gone an hour.
4: And it's not hard when you're talking to me, brother. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes, I know. <laughs> With a Little sprinkle of Freddy in there, but.
4: Yeah, well, we'll, wow. have, to, we'll have to do it again uh, sometime in the near future again.
1: Yeah, well, we we won't talk business. We'll 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 talk uh, you know fan stuff you know, being being a fan. I, I this like one it. this one I wanted to have, you know, one of your trainers and one of your, your star pupils and then you on to, you know, give a a push for the January class. Um because I might not train there, but I do believe in that Bible. I do believe in the book. That is the very I, I, I believe that that APW and Roland, uh I mean, starting back with Ricky Thompson, that they put everything together, you know, the correct way. Um, there is a right and there's a wrong, and I think that the stuff that you guys do is, is the right way. I'm not bearing any schools. I'm just saying I feel that what you guys are doing is right, and yep.
4: that's cool. Well, thank you so much for giving my trainer, my student, myself some time to you know let them know what we're all about, and I appreciate you getting the word of NorCal and putting the exposure and the spotlight on our area and beyond. So uh, keep up what you're doing, Matthew, and uh, I appreciate you, bro.
1: I appreciate you, too, Spark. Uh, have a very nice Thanksgiving. Give uh, the wife a hug and a kiss and the kids and, and your brothers and your mom. I mean, we get to see all these people at, at Gold Rush shows. It's, 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 it's really a family affair. It's a family affair. Family affair. <laughs> which is pretty cool. Which is pretty cool. But, yeah, give them all hugs and kisses and, and enjoy your, your, uh, your Thanksgiving and uh, whatever you're doing this weekend. You know, I mean, if you're going to go up to Oroville to help out with the show or
4: you're going to stay home and watch
1: football, Enjoy your weekend.
4: Yeah, I, got, and, I you know, got got a lot of family stuff, so I definitely plan on spending it with family, and then I'll get right back into the mix. So I'll see you guys out there in the ring.
1: Awesome. Thanks, Sparky, and have a good one. I'll talk to you soon, brother. Peace. All right, that was the owner-operator of Gold Rush Pro Wrestling and the APW Gold Rush Boot Camp, Sparky Ballard. Wow. Um, I didn't think I'd go a full two hours here, but we did – uh, I'd like to thank, uh, in the first segment, the Filipino Dream, Johnny Dynamo, for coming on. Um, that was a very fun interview. It was, it was interesting to see where Johnny's coming from as far as his uh, influences and in wrestling and things like that. And I'd also like to thank the uh, this year's APW Young Lions Cup winner, the Total Package, Derek Slade, for coming on in the second segment. Um, with just about two years in, this kid, you know, the the... The sky's the limit he's humble um you you could tell that he is taking everything in and he, he's being honest and you know you can you get you get that feeling when talking to the kid you know he's humble and uh, he's got a good head on his shoulders and he's he's listening to a lot of uh, uh, good people um and you know once again, thank you, Sparky for coming on um I've known you since the fog city days, and you know you're picking up where, you know, one left off as far as training and, uh, you're, uh, also, you know, you're running some pretty damn good shows with the, with the gold rush pro wrestling. Uh, and also, you know, the, the whole, uh, Lamigra heel ref for pro wrestling Re- revolution is fun stuff. So, um, I am proud to say I am a fan and member of hashtag team green. Um, but yeah, let's wrap up. Um, This weekend, there is, uh, on Saturday, there's East Bay Pro Wrestling in Pacheco. And on Friday, if I remember right, there is a PCW show up in Orville where they're going to be, uh, it'll be a fundraiser for uh, fire victims. I'm not quite sure uh, about info for that show. You can go to the uh, PCW Facebook page to get info. I don't have it. But yeah, you could uh, check that out. Um, let's run through the sponsors here. Of course, the Zombie Podcast Network, uh, wrestling dot com, coming soon. AWR t-shirts will be available on Brown Butter, and also shout out to Joey Defalco in Vegas uh, of Joey Defalco the Third Studio. Thank you for the graphics and helping me out. You can get him at facebook.com backslash jd3studios. And let's see. Oh, yeah, uh, let's help out a couple of our injured brothers. First, Douglas James, tinyurl.com backslash helpoutdj. And then Adam Thornstow would be tinyurl.com backslash helpadamoioi. Help Adam, oi, oi. They both had some serious injuries, and, um, yeah, it's tough, so. Buy a shirt, makes them feel better. Uh, you can hit me up facebook.com/alternative wrestling radio or KidZombie or KidZombie2000 on Twitter. And that's it, guys. Have a happy Thanksgiving, and I'll talk to you guys in December.